Hello and welcome to Who Watches Who, a Doctor Who podcast. With me, Matthew, and as always... Scott, hello. <laughs> hello, Scott. This week, uh, it is it is part two of the resurrection of the Daleks. And I would say it's a lot more of a positive experience this week. Yeah, uh, I think it's a much, much more solid episode of Classic Who. Uh, there's still definitely a lot of bad, dumb, dumb things in it, <laughs> but I think so- there's more good than bad, perhaps. I mean, we'll mm. find out as we really go in scene by scene and relive it. But my impression from finishing it earlier today was that it was much better. And I think the performances, specifically Peter Davidson, I think he gets a lot more to do as the Doctor. He's no longer just, the Doctor's got a gun. Uh, it, he has a moral crisis in the episode. And I think that that's really good. Yeah, it's it's Peter Davidson's best performance in his in his three years of his show. Sorry, I'm burping. <laughs> it's okay. I'm I've, drinking... had... I've only had water, I swear to God. <laughs> it's fine. I'm drinking Coke, so I will be doing only burping as well. But anyway, in the time since we've lo- since we've recorded the last episode, I started listening to the novelization. I'm only two chapters in, but so far it's a very different experience. Yeah, what's what's uh What's the biggest difference? So, this was written 35 years after the original episode by the original author. I mean, writer. So, he basically got to fill in a lot of the gaps that he missed out in his first time. Um, it, it explains a lot more about the characters and all that. Um, so, the opening scene... I'm only two chapters in, so I've not read much. Um, but I've already noticed a big difference with the opening scene. Um, you know when when the characters are going through the time portal in the TARDIS, there's a nice little part where it explains the danger behind um, going through the time portal, where if it if they slip through a crack in time, they're they're going to be forced to relive the same moment over and over again for all of eternity. The, ca- the companions are going to die, and the Doctor is going to be forced to relive his regeneration, which would be a living hell for him. So, it, that's, so it already... yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, that's already a massive difference uh, in the show. In the show, it's like the time corridor, and that's all they ever expand on it. <laughs> like, like it's like it's all written. It's there's no characters explaining it, so it's there's no reason for it to be in the episode. But it's a it's lot a easier really nice... to get exposition in a book. Yeah. yeah. Um. So another change is the prison. You know the prison ship. Yes. Uh. So Styles, the woman in charge, says she's in charge basically because the captain is drunk, which helps to explain why. The state of a ship is in such wreckage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we adds... never actually meet the captain in the show. They mention him briefly in part one, uh, but they never really bring him up again. Yeah. And there's also a little bit more about um, Stein, the, the guy with the stutter. Um, it gives a little more information about his background, which he was never really a soldier. He's like too short to be a soldier, he's too cowardly to be a soldier, which I imagine will help 
be Andin, where he sacrifices himself. Mm, yeah, it will help. Yeah. It will help that resonate much more than it does in the actual episode. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that that gives a much more you know, a dramatic. There's a word I'm looking for that I can't remember at the moment, but yeah, it it would resonate a lot better. Uh, and just when you mentioned Stein. Because I think he's much better in this episode than he was in part one. Like, everybody, really. Uh, but <laughs> we'll get there when we get there in the episode. There's a moment <laughs> where they're, like, shooting at each other. And Stein's the only one that comes out of it alive. And he's, like, injured. It's when the Doctor's chatting to Davros. And it was so funny. It was, like, it was people playing laser tag was that one scene. But uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll cover it in a moment. But just it just flashed in my head when you said Stein. <laughs> there's also a nice bit at the opening you know the old man who you see smoking a cigarette before the uh the litten police officers shoot down people yes there's a nice moment where he's about to take a a smoke and he contemplates that smoking is probably going to be the death of him someday and then like in a cruel twist of fate he then gets shot uh, shot down by the police it's a nice little character moment, I think. Yeah, that's a that's a, a fun, a, a fun little like character beat that you can really only achieve in books. Uh, <laughs> like, know? like he's like the, the details is he's a tramp but has never harmed anyone, so it makes his death a bit Tragic. more. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also a little bit of information about the soldiers who look after the cylinders. There's like a nice little moment where they're setting up camp to watch over the cylinders and we're um they're pouring cups of tea and the captain makes like a dad joke and the and his and his lieutenants kind of laugh at it. But it's kind of like the polite laugh where you laugh and yeah, it's like, not ha. funny. Yeah. And I'm in the, I'm in I'm in, in the book it says something along the lines of This will be the last time uh, the 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 lieutenants laugh at their boss. And it's like really sets up some tragedy. Yeah, yeah. And that's, 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 that's as far as I've got, but it's really nice little moment so far. That's 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 fun. Uh, I'm glad the book, that it's gotten, I'm surprised it has a novelization uh, for it. But I'm glad it exists. And um, pretty much every classic story has a novelization. That's a I lot think... of books. <laughs> I think Resurrection was the last one mm. to get because this came out in 2019. So, mm. wow, yeah, that is very recent. Yeah, and with that, we'll start the episode, I guess. Yeah, let's let's dive in. As always, the episode starts with the funky ass intro, which we covered last week. Still like it. Still really unnerved by um. Uh, uh, Peter Davidson's <laughs> death stare <laughs> as he attacks the face. But it's good. It's a good intro. Oh, wait, I don't think we actually covered this. What do you think about that Doctor Who logo? Um, Give me a second. I need to reacquaint myself with it. <laughs> because we never... I don't think we talked about the Doctor Who logo uh, last week. I Yeah, it's a classic logo. What do you think of it? Not the biggest fan. Um, I'll show you. I'll show you the worst logo. I think it looks like a signature. It's it's not a terrible logo. 
but it looks like neon lights, like you could see in a diner. Yeah, but dude, it's 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 nineteen eighty. Yeah, I know it's it's yeah. it's very eighties. Though that being said, if someone turned that into like neon lights, you could hang on your wall. I'd buy the fuck out of that. <laughs> like this is the logo for the Sylvester McCoy stories, and the the, the word doctor just looks like a signature. Oh god! Yeah, that's it really is... hideous. <laughs> and really is. so thick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a really it, it, bad logo. I think it's definitely the worst one that we've ever done. Yeah, it look it doesn't look it look yeah it doesn't fit the theme of the show at all. No, it, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, this logo's okay. Uh, I I I don't think it's great, but it's very off the time. Yeah, it, it, I think the whole story can be equated <laughs> to it's off the time. <laughs> I, I feel like the story could still fit in a modern day. Uh, you'd have to change a lot because a lot of it is just garbage filler and dumb. But like the Davros, <laughs> the moral crisis with the doctor trying to kill him, the policemen being bad guys that kill people, that's still relevant, you know? Yeah, I, I meant more in terms of like production. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely production. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the let's let's just let this play through. Skip. The episode uh, takes play picks up immediately where the last part ended, which I think was pretty common for how they yeah. did every episode. Every episode ended on a big cliffhanger that would just get reprised for a couple of seconds at the start of the next one. It's it's very classic Doctor Who. It's it's a good way to bleed the episodes together. The only downside I think that comes of that is the cliffhanger from the last episode always ends up being irrelevant. Mm. Uh, because the episode starts fixing the cliffhanger immediately. It reminds me of the best time we've ever done it is The Empty Child, where the the children start uh, crowding the Doctor and Rose, Mm. and then the the next episode just opens with, Go to your room! (laughs) (laughs) It's like the best opening to resolve a cliffhanger. Yeah, and then the Doctor's like, I'm so glad that worked. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like we waited a week to find out what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a very classic who kind of callback. Actually, I never thought of it like that. Uh, but the episode opens where they left off with Peter Davidson and uh, Stein. See, I know his name. I know his name now because I've watched the episode twice. Uh, <laughs> uh, coming out where uh, the the doctor takes down the security guard, and it it's turned out that Turlo. Not Turlow. Oh, I mean, maybe Turlow's bad. He he's got the the sinister look to him, and he's kind of he's kind of murderous in this episode. But uh, Stein, I was just bragging how I knew the names. And St- <laughs> <laughs> where where Stein turns on the Doctor, and he uh, very theatrically, I think, reveals that he's an agent with the Daleks. Yeah, it still doesn't quite make sense because of the moment earlier where he's alone in the last episode, and he's still keeping up the facade, but he's a normal person, like... (laughs) Yeah, you get that in anything where there's a twist that someone's a bad guy? The only only show that doesn't do it is The Good Place. You never see Michael alone in the season one. Yeah, you you never see Michael alone, and even then, you know, he, like, kicks a dog in the sun, 
the uh, he does he does some pretty obvious bad guy stuff. You just don't click it as bad guy stuff. Uh, but uh, the Turlo uh, reveals that he's working with the Daleks, and then immediately Stein, Stein, fucking hell, god damn it. <laughs> Stein, I just, I Turlo, he's working with the Daleks. I know it. I know he is. But... I'm, 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 I'm so glad you remembered Turlo this time. I know. Time... I've remembered it to a fault. <laughs> like... uh, Stein uh, reveals he's working with the Daleks, and immediately there's a Dalek trooper and some Daleks surrounding the Doctor, and planning to exterminate. A thing that I really liked is a Dalek pins. Uh, the doctor against the wall immediately with the plunger you know i thought it was yes, a really nice it, way of threatening with the dalek it's very classic doctor you remember the first time you see the daleks um you see the plunger just cornering barbara mm -hmm. into a wall when it starts yeah it's yeah, very classic it's, who yeah uh it is, it is very classic who and the plungers you know it's a very dumb bit on the dalek it's something that i think knew who started uh when they introduced it with david tennant and that and uh with Eccleston as well, where the plunger can like suck people up and like melt their faces and things like that, and then they yeah, don't do anything with the plungers ever again after that. Here, the plunger is dangerous because uh, Tegan got knocked out by one. <laughs> Remember last week? Yeah, yeah, they're they're solid. They'll they'll give you a big gash on your head, <laughs> <laughs> but immediately goes away. Yeah, uh, but the. The, the Daleks are all screaming, exterminate the Doctor, which is iconic, really. Just an, yeah. any Dalek saying that is wonderful. Uh, but they're, they are, they're interrupted by... What's his name again? Um, Litten. Litten, uh, who, who tells them that they must stop because there's been an order from the Supreme Dalek, was it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, because they're, they're, they're planning on cloning the Doctor. And the scene that still doesn't quite make sense, uh, <laughs> which, we'll, which we'll, we'll, we'll get into. Uh, and so they're going to keep the, the Doctor alive for now until they take his memories and his identity and clone him first. Uh, much to the, the, the slight annoyance of the regular Daleks. The, the Daleks take the Doctor away and Stein, not Turlo, Stein, uh, talks with Lytton. Dis discussing the Daleks in something that I quite liked, but again, it's very theatre, uh, where <laughs> where uh, Stein is talking about how impulsive the Daleks are, and Lytton goes, they'd kill anybody, even if they need them. Like, they're just ruthless, murderous machines. And, <laughs> and, and uh, Stein just goes, how much longer until it's your turn? How long before you're dead? To which Lytton just looks at him. And then we cut away. I think it, I think it's a really nice little scene of just that you can't even if you're working for the Daleks, they will kill you. It's a good setup for his next story, where Lytton becomes a good guy. Actually, he he, re, he redeems himself in mm. Attack of the Cybermen next season. I'm I'm glad he comes back. I did I was I was wondering what happened because he just becomes a police officer at the end. Uh, and and at the, at the end he, at the, yeah at the end he escapes and then ends up. I think I haven't seen Attack for a Cyberman in ages, but he winds up working with a Cyberman, but then changed his mind. Hmm. Uh, we then cut to Turlo, and it is Turlo, and the uh, I'm just going to call them Rebels because that's essentially what they are, and I'm not going to learn their names. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Rebels, and they 
they they find the uh, self destruct room inside the starship, which you know every good starship has, uh, <laughs> and uh, they're a bit a, a bit surprised that it's not guarded. I think it's a bit convenient that it's not guarded, honestly. To be fair, we only had like twelve actors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just kind of just go up to the door. Uh, uh, this episode again, it falls in the same issue that happened in last time. There's so much going on. It cuts between scenes within 30 seconds. Like you're yeah. in a new scene. And it's cutting about like crazy. It's, it's really bad for that. Like in in the first six seasons, they didn't even have money to edit the tape. So they shot it in like 11 minute chunks where the scenes would just drag on. And I think it's a lot better that way rather than <laughs> cutting every 30 seconds. Yeah, it's surprising. I'd much rather watch a nice long scene where it's just the performers working together and going through it rather than cut, 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 cut in the, speci- in the specific format that Classic Who's in because it's shot kind of like an old theatre production, you know? It's a yeah. stage set in a wide with just the props around the place. Like usually you'd have to follow the characters for at least a minute or two, set up some kind of conflict they'll have to they'll have to solve for the next scene they're in but here it's just like oh here's where they are i mean yeah. it just ends here's the <laughs> sentence okay we're gonna see the other people now like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we cut back to oh god what's her name uh to t it starts with a t tegan tegan uh who's still cozy up in bed uh with the uh if we remember from part one the clone soldiers <laughs> They're or duplicates, I guess. They're evil. They're working with the Daleks. And this is she from Liverpool? Is that where her accent is? I do not know. Yeah, she has a weird accent, but she's a. Uh, I don't even know her oh, name. Oh, you mean Tegan? Sorry. No, not Tegan. The the oh. the the lady that's asking for some, if anyone wants tea. All right, I do not know then. <laughs> yeah, but she's she's she she asks if if anybody wants tea specifically to try and. Uh, which which is revealed in a few moments. Uh, she was she was going to poison the colonel so that they could, I guess, escape. Uh, but uh, she e- even if they poison the colonel, like there's still yeah, like, there's six there's other so guards. Ma- there's, there's so ma- but I guess if she poisoned the colonel, she could take his gun. Yeah, true. She, she, tu- she touches point. his gun briefly. Uh, in a this gun shouldn't really exist, and it's how I know you're a duplicate because the doctor had this gun. Uh. I, 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 I still don't get that plot line. Like, yeah, it's it's so. so is the, is, is the, the gun, gun organic? Yeah, is the, that's is what I'm the, thinking. Is, is the gun a clone? Is, is the gun yeah. a part of the colonel? <laughs> is it like bred into his DNA? Yeah, that's. Just, I didn't think about that. Yeah. 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 Weird. Uh, and then the colonel leaves them, uh, uh, and Tegan and this nameless lady who's whose name we don't remember uh well tegan jumps out of bed showing that she's no longer injured anymore i did write her name down somewhere but my notes are long as you've seen yeah uh, <laughs> and they start excuse me and they start oh my god and they start looking at the uh canisters that are just kind of haphazardly buried in the dirt yeah uh, and they're as uh, tegan described them surprisingly light although she doesn't describe it as that yet she describes it in a future scene uh, like also 
they're clones, right? They're cloned by the Daleks. Yeah. Why, why, why don't they order the clones to hide put the canisters somewhere where the companions can't get them? <laughs> They're, they're, they're in the dirt. They're just lying in the dirt. I and mean, they're going to leave the companions alone in the room with the canisters yeah. and nothing's going to go wrong. Like, like we're also next to a river. Just throw it in the river. It's a stupid plan, but throw it into the river. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's weird that they left them. I guess you could kind of justify it if you're like, they subconsciously left them in there because they were fighting back against their Dalek programming. Hmm. That's uh, a... With, it's a stretch, but it's the yeah. only logical reason I could find that they would leave them there. Yeah, there's a lot of dumb moments <laughs> like that. I think the the biggest fault in this episode is the companion stuff. I think yeah. the stuff with the Doctor's good, but the stuff with Turlo is fucking really weird, and the stuff with uh, Tegan is really kind of boring and dumb. I've I've got something to say about their their one useful thing later on in the episode that does not amount to anything, but we'll get there <laughs> later. We then cut to the doctor, uh, getting led uh, into the uh, I guess this is just the the morgue bit where they were keeping the dead bodies off the people that the soldiers that they cloned. That's where they they've got to. Again, like a like a five second scene. <laughs> Yeah, it's literally it's 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 literally the doctor walks into a room, looks, looks at around. some dead bodies. Yeah. A Dalek goes proceed, and then we cut away. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, there's a lot of stuff like that. Like that should have been the end of a scene before. Yeah, like... or the start of the scene where the doctor then walks in to the yeah. the scene should continue from there. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but we cut to the. We cut to the duplicate soldiers, and the, they're discussing the the Tegan problem because they've they they've now figured out that they figured out that they're uh, duplicates. If that makes sense. Uh, Again, another ten second scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's literally they figured it out. What should we do? The Daleks will tell us, and then they cut away. It's 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 crazy, <laughs> but uh, you know, there's a lot going on in this episode. It, it, it's, it's structured weird. It's structured weird. There's no other way to put it. It's just structured weird. It's like you could fit like four scenes on one page the way this is mm -hmm. written. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, as, as I said last time, like some of these scripts apparently would have like 80 scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's insane. For like, what, four locations? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we then we cut to Davros. I think Davros is. I think the Davros stuff is my favorite stuff in this episode. Yes. Uh, we we cut to the Davros and the Daleks are telling him that uh, the research that he's doing needs to be completed. Uh, he needs to get it over and done with because you know they're planning on killing Davros. Uh, why are they waiting? That, that, <laughs> because, like I know. Because because Davros's plan is to come up with a new genetic model for the Daleks to make them more capable of thinking outside logically, you know, uh -huh. so that, so they can think more strategically and uh, become slightly less ruthless and more tactical. Uh, so why are and the Daleks don't want that to happen? So why are they letting him do his research before just and just zap him dead? I think they just want a cure at this point. I think. They're mm. under the impression that he's gonna find a cure for them, rather than yeah, yeah, the the yeah. cure for the 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 yeah. virus thing. Yeah, that makes sense. 
But yeah, it does get a bit complicated like that. Like <laughs> there's there's a lot of moving wheels in this story, a lot of uh, plans and plans to break those plans mm-hmm. and plans to break those plans that were going to break those plans and. Uh, but but Davros tells him that he needs a sample of the uh, of the uh, virus and he needs two Daleks to test on. Uh, which the Daleks are against, but Davros tells them that that he that he he, he needs it. He fuck you. He needs it. Uh, <laughs> and so the Daleks are like, oh, we'll we'll chat to the Supreme Dalek and 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 figure it out. The uh, Supreme Dalek. I'm really kind of confused by the ranking system of the Daleks. Dude, even in the new series, I get confused by ranking systems. It does. <laughs> yeah, because there's Davros, who's the creator, and so who I always assume is on top. But most of the time, he's on the bottom. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, the Daleks are walking all over him. There's the Supreme Dalek here. Then there's the Emperor Dalek in New Who. Mm. There's the there's the cult of Scarrow. There's <laughs> you yeah, know, it, it does get a bit all over the place. <laughs> I think the Daleks would be a much more efficient killing machine if they could work out their hierarchy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also have like one or two plans at the most. Yeah. Oh, there was also the colored Dal the 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 rainbow Daleks, the Power Ranger Daleks. Ugh. Those guys were around for an episode. <laughs> <laughs> don't even start i like the design but i they, do not. the, the storyline got dropped and they got exploded uh so the daleks the daleks go off and uh we continue we 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 continue briefly where davros says already i grow impatient i think i got a really big star wars vibes from the davros doctor scenes in this which we'll get into more, but you know, it's like what nineteen eighty four when this came out. Yeah, so Return of a Jedi just came out. Yeah, and it's really it's because like you know Davros gives me the Emperor vibes, and there's literally a bit where he's he's pleading with the Doctor to join him, and they'll create a new Dalek race and <laughs> and rule the galaxy. <laughs> like... Yeah, there's definitely some. There's also some alien vibes, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, just from and like you... the set one. Yeah, you know, but and Peter Davidson in the right light kind of looks like Luke Skywalker. They've got the <laughs> floppy blonde hair, you know. I guess I can see that. Uh, but we 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 then cut back to uh, Turlo and his rebels, and they're they're looking at the self destruct thing, kind of confused. And then we just cut away. Well, that was. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 cut away to see the Daleks watching them. So it, yeah. No, no, sorry, we cut away to Lytton. And then we cut away to the Daleks watching them. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they've they've figured out that they that they're going to blow up the ship. Also, a little bit of a nitpick, you know, in the globe where the Dalek is watching them. Yeah, it it starts moving like a proper camera, even though it's supposed to, it's supposed to be like CCTV. <laughs> it's just the Dalek that's on the CCTV is a really really good cinematographer. And so he's like, oh, it'd look good if I started to zoom out. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, uh, I, it does get distracting when moments like that happen where it's supposed to be like security footage. And then it's obviously someone moving in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's the highest quality security footage in the world. 
or like the angle doesn't make sense you know where it's yeah. like the security camera is way up there and then the shot of yeah. it's like the wide shot from over here <laughs> like yeah, it's 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 80s doctor who we, yeah we're not uh, taken but we we then cut to the doctor in the um uh, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know if we, we said. The scene with the Daleks and Lytton, they're basically shouting at Lytton because he should have figured out that somebody was going to go into the uh, self-destruct room and blow up the ship. Uh, which, yeah, fair point. Lytton kind of dropped the ball on that one. Like, <laughs> uh, but uh, we, we cut to the Doctor, and he, he, he's kind of fiddling with the uh, the cloning equipment, like, oh, this is, this is fun. Uh, and I really liked the scene with the, the Doctor... Uh, just going up to the Daleks because he knows they're not going to do anything to him. Yeah, and then the Daleks start going towards him, and he starts backing up. <laughs> it, 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 it's a gr- it's a great power di- dynamic like that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I always love it when a Dalek starts causing a character to back up. It's intense, even though the designs are kind of crappy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like these Daleks, by the way. I, I was looking up on this, it's like, the bodies are from the 60s and the heads are from the 70s, and we, we just reuse all the props and just attach Frankenstein all the heads together, and it's <laughs> it really shows. It does really show, but you've got to appreciate the uh, intuinity, you know, that's not a word, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The practicality, I guess, of it, you know, it's like... yeah. They they made it work with what they had, mm. which which really was some glue and some cardboard. Uh, but the the doctor's uh, he's 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 uh, Stein starts talking to him about how he shouldn't be, you know, annoying the Daleks because they're capable of a lot of murder and death. And the doctor's still like, yeah, but they're not going to hurt me because they need my brain, you know. And I'm I, I'm and my thought there was they could still really torture you. As long as they keep you alive. Yeah. Also, this is where this is this is what I've uh, picked up on on my second viewing. So Davros has like a device, like a little needle, like mind controls people and turns them into zombies. Why don't the Daleks just use that? Yeah. Why don't? <laughs> yeah. Why don't they just stab the doctor like, with that? Like it's proven to be a lot more effective. Yeah, uh, yeah. Why clone people? What at and, all? and and also later on in the scene, he reveals uh, the Daleks reveal clones of Tegan and Turlo. How did they clone yeah, them? Yeah, we we talked about that in part one, where <laughs> Turlo walks by where the bodies are, and we're like, how is Turlo's clone already there? It, like, <laughs> if it just really streamlined the story, if it just started using the needle. To just yeah. mind control, like <laughs> yeah, it would really it would streamline the story. I think it would maybe become a bit like overused and overpowered sort of thing, where it's like mm. here's this magical device that can brainwash anybody it touches, uh, and it's I I I do like it only being like Davros's secret tool he uses to betray the Daleks because the yeah, Daleks aren't aware of it. But yeah, it. It is kind of dumb that they didn't just use that they're deciding to clone everybody. <laughs> like, uh, but we then cut back to uh, Tegan and the gas canister, which is incredibly light, and she just starts fucking shaking it around. 
<laughs> it's, it's got dangerous chemicals, and you're not. <laughs> they, they don't. They don't know what's in it, so it could be dangerous to them, and they're just. Oh yeah, let's shake it around. Let's. Yeah. Let's let's toss it around like a football. Yeah, and then they put it in bed, and then it cuts away again. But we'll cut back to them in a few moments where they're like stacked it to be like a body in bed and it's so it's so stupid because it look it it looks terrible doesn't look anything like a body and i really appreciate that they look at it they try to justify it and then they end it with it's not gonna work (laughs) like 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 they cut back to them trying to do that like two or three times and they just end up not going with that plan (laughs) yeah because they know it looks bad they're like oh that's terrible that's a stupid plan and like you know that could have been cut out it could have been yeah but yeah <laughs> uh, we then cut back to uh uh, uh turlo uh and his rebels uh, in the uh the self-destruct room and turlo's trying to plead for them to uh to not commit suicide <laughs> mm. uh, but there there's really He's 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 trying to convince them to to take the time corridor that he took to get into the ship, uh, and they they could use it to uh, to escape. Turlo, right, right, Turlo, okay. Yeah. He gives me the weirdest vibes out of any companion I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't trust anything he's doing. You know, he he always looks kind of sweaty. He's got a kind of sinister face. And just whenever he says anything, I'm like, ah, you're kind of evil. That's because his initial role was to sabotage the Doctor before he became a companion. And I guess they just cast him based on that role, not not deciding that he was going to become a companion. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Like, like if you're picking up on that without seeing his first <laughs> appearance, like... <laughs> Yeah, he's got I, a, he's got villain vibes to him. Like, I guess I guess it's just because he's ginger. Yeah, yeah. But screw you. Uh, but... Context: Matthew is ginger. I'm very ginger. I'm more ginger than most people. Uh, uh, yeah, Turlo uh, tells them about the time corridor. The lady says that yeah, okay, you guys can go look for that while we try and blow up this the ship as a possible way of escape. Uh, which is, yeah, you know, that's pretty smart. You know, split into two teams, get more than one thing done at a time. You're, yes. kind, of, you're, you're kind of against the clock at the moment. It's Scooby doing it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's split up and look for clues while me and uh, me and Daphne, or not, is it Daphne? <laughs> yeah, Daphne. Yeah, me and Daphne shag in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, then, and then Shaggy and uh, Velma get together at some point. Yeah. Which does not work. <laughs> uh, I think it's fun. You know the the stoner and the nerd. I think it's a fun pairing. <laughs> but uh, this isn't a Scooby Doo podcast, anyway. <laughs> Awful Doctor Who does turn into Scooby Doo at some points. I literally right. I rewatched because um, I just finished season two of New Who, so I rewatched Love and Monsters. Yes. I totally didn't remember there being a Scooby Doo scene in there. What What did you think of Love and Monsters? Just Just as a quick tangent. I enjoyed it more than when I first saw it. I think it's really weird. It's like almost a cartoon version of Doctor Who. Uh, yeah. It's very, very weird and flamboyant. And I, st- I still think it's kind of meh. You see, 
that's kind of the reason why I like it, if that makes <laughs> sense. It's kind of like a unreliable narrator kind of thing, mm-hmm. where where he's he's viewing it as like this alien kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, they're right. You know, we see them running through the corridors like doc, like Scooby Doo, <laughs> but it it probably didn't happen like that. It's just how he's yeah. describing it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It, it, it was definitely much better than I remembered it being. I still think... I think the ending of it, it kind of falls apart. Uh, where the, like only, they, they the, only Doctor, def- the only Doctor Who episode that ends with a blowjob joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it ends with a blowjob joke. But I, I meant more like the way they defeat Absorbaloff. They just kind mm. of defeat him. Like the Doctor just shows up and beats him quite easily. Uh but yeah, it was fine. We'll cover that another day. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we cut back to the Doctor and uh, Stein in the cloning room, and the Daleks tell him that he needs to lie down on the uh, bubble bath. Uh, not the bubble bath. <laughs> the uh, what's it called? Bubble wrap bed. The bubble wrap yeah. bed. Uh, and did you pick up on it this time? When he sits on the bed, you hear the bubble wrap pop. No, I didn't. But just before he's about to sit down. Stein reveals that Davros is on a ship. And when he reveals that Davros is on a ship, the Dalek next to him kind of turns to him and he's like, what did you just say, you motherfucker? Yeah, I love that just... bit. I love that bit. I thought that was so good. <laughs> it's a nice bit of subtle acting. Yeah, from a Dalek. Dalek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what... Right, so the the Doctor sits on the uh, the the bubble wrap bed and just listen for when he lies down you'll hear a pop hold on okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> he goes pop pop as he lies down <laughs> and it's, it's brilliant <laughs> uh, it's it's so good uh but after he lies down the bed we then cut again to tegan we are right we are literally seven minutes into the episode and i feel like we've cut around like 15 times yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. It's... Yeah. Also, we're seven minutes into the episode <laughs> and 40 minutes into the episode. Are we really? Yeah. Oh my god. That's going to be a long one, boys. Buckle up. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is the scene where Tegan and the lady are looking at the, 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 the canister they've laid in the bed to pretend to be a body. <laughs> and they literally oh her name's professor laird uh she looks at it and she goes it's not bad like you're a liar you're an absolute liar it's terrible like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh tegan's pretty pretty down with reality she understands it's shit have you frozen for me no i'm still here okay good your video's frozen but your audio is fine good <laughs> uh then then we hear the um the the what are they called the clone, the, yeah, the the clones, the duplicate soldiers come back. The clone so, troopers, <laughs> yeah, the clone troopers come back, and so the Tegan and that completely abandon their plan, and she just jumps into bed. Uh, nice. The, the weird bit of staging here: uh, Tegan opens the bed, gives the canister to Professor Laird, uh, and climbs into bed. Professor Laird holds the canister, looks around as if like, where am I going to put it? And then just hands it back to Tegan, where she hides it in bed. <laughs> oh my god. 
Oh, this is a weird bit of of, uh, of blocking. Like, <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of weird blocking in this episode. I would say, but then it goes back to that thing where they literally had to be out there by ten p.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just no time to do it twice. You know, we've got to get yeah. everything in one take. Like, uh, like the cameraman would plead the director just to stay behind for like ten extra minutes to get a shot in focus. <laughs> That's how bad it was. God. Uh, but the the clone troopers come back, and uh, basically reveal that like, yeah, okay, we are clones. You knew that already. We know Tegan's faking it. We're going to take you to the Daleks now. Uh, Tegan is sick, not for much longer is yeah. kind of a great line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know, she's going to become a clone and she's going to die. It's such a good it's such a good threat as well. It doesn't yeah. sound like a threat, but it is a threat. Yeah. Yeah. And then we cut we we cut to uh uh Davros uh looking at a scientist man uh, who is <laughs> going to uh, brainwash. <laughs> he he's 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 he looks like young Chris Chibnall. He's very geeky and ginger. He is very geeky and ginger. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I relate with him a lot as a as a character. He right the way that he looks to me is uh, either like a writer for Doctor Who or someone that won a contest to be an extra. Mm. <laughs> Both are possible. And again, yeah. with that door where we have to step over yeah, the little like... thing at the bottom. Such an awkward door. But they brainwash this uh, scientist man to work with Davros. Uh, and then we cut away to a computer which says, Access to self-destruct procedure is classified information. Please insert your security number clearance number. What? Please insert your security clearance number. There we go. I can't read. <laughs> this is like uh, the year 2499 or something. And the computer's telling like we're from the 80s. You know, it's like the alien sort of uh, sci-fi, where it's like really far in the future, but like the, the computers are pieces of shit. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Yeah, it's it's an aesthetic that I really like in sci-fi, and I, I kind of wish it came back a bit. You know, it, that like retro futurism. Yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, but they're 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 looking for the code. They figure out that one of their the guy that they sent away with uh, Turlo could have it. I think that that's who they're talking to, or it's someone else. Basically, someone they have to radio will have a code, uh, and they're they're just going to have to hope that the Daleks don't track their radio call as they do mm. it, which is a pretty big gamble. Uh, but uh, the lady starts flicking through the CCTV, and oh gosh, no, the stormtroopers are outside. Very uh, convenient. Yeah, it's very convenient that that they're and, just outside. And also, like, there's a guard outside, I think. Yeah, he and, runs in. And also, why wasn't the door closed? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, to let the fresh air in on the spaceship. There's a lot that doesn't add up. <laughs> yeah, there is, but, you know, the, uh, the, the stormtroopers arrive, they shoot the security camera outside the door, uh, and I, I really like this, like this setting of you know. They're, they're trapped in a room. They have to blow up the entire ship from that room, and on the outside's the stormtroopers. You know, it, yeah. they're they're basically stuck between a rock and a hard place. Either way, they're gonna be dead. Uh, which which leads the lady to uh, be like, ah, screw it, I'm just gonna start pressing buttons. Basically, <laughs> is her reasoning. 
She's like, she literally <laughs> says, I've got nothing to lose. <laughs> like, There's a lot of random press and buttons in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we cut back to uh, the the doctor getting, uh, I guess, how would you describe this? He's, he's getting stuff stuck to his face. Yeah, like little... Um... Heartbeat monitor things. Uh, yeah. Which they're going to be using to take his brain waves and he he's just asking questions i really enjoy these conversations with the doctor he's peter davidson oh, excuse me peter davidson is on fire in this episode i i, I love every scene he's in I, I i don't know what it is i think it just they they figured out the writing for him from part one and they really nailed him in this yeah it's this episode has his best performance for sure he's He's great. Uh, he, he 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 basically starts talking and and coaxing the Daleks into figuring out their plan through conversation as they're going, which is what the Doctor should do. You know, he shouldn't just grab a gun and shoot a fucking cat or <laughs> go to shoot a cat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> An interesting thing here: the close captions are very different than what the actual dialogue. Yeah. Uh, and I think maybe the closed captions are from the script, uh, like taken fresh from the script. And obviously, you know, uh, script to screen isn't usually one to one. Usually the actor will either forget or improvise some lines to make it sound more natural as they're going. Uh, I, but... I noticed the same thing on the DVD. It's, it's very different to what they actually say. So I guess they took it directly from the DVD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Because, uh, like, just just the example here, the do- the doctor says, uh, "Superior, it took you long enough to ensnare the TARDIS in the time corridor," but in the closed captions, it says, "Superior, it took you eons to ensnare the TARDIS in the time corridor." Exactly the same thing I noticed last time. <laughs> yeah, interesting. It's, it's, it's such a strange little difference. Also, the Daleks reply with, "Daleks are, su- are Daleks are a superior being. We do not require assistance." He says, with a guard right behind him. <laughs> yeah, Wait, and a, with a guard behind him and a, uh, a, a a clone in front of him literally assisting them to tie up and like put the yeah. medical stuff on the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we can't... We don't have hands. We need assistance. <laughs> but this is where we find out that Stein is a clone. Uh, and the 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 the, do- the doctor starts talking to him, and I really enjoyed this stuff where he's like, "I wonder what happened to the real you," you know? Uh, yeah. And uh, that starts the seed with Stein, where he starts to break his Dalek programming. And it is, uh, it's it's a good subtle bit of trying to overcome what the Daleks are doing as well. Like the Daleks won't recognize. But he's trying to stop them in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the Doctor is so good in this episode. Uh, For the most part. There's one dumb bit at the end. But for the (laughs) most part, the Doctor is really, really good in this episode. But we then cut back to Turlo and his epic stealth skills. Uh, And this this bit really shocked me. Uh, And I don't know why, considering the episode... But he, he he's looking over at the guards. He's like, the time corridor is over that way where these guards are. And uh, the, 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 the rebel he's with is like, what do we do about the troopers? And Turlo just goes, we kill them. <laughs> we just kill them. Like, just flat out. He's just, we kill them. And then it was like, oh, God. 
You're just gonna. Turlo is very murderous in this episode. Is he always this murderous? Dude, I honestly can't remember his character at all. I'm, I'm not a biggest. I'm not the biggest fan of the Fifth Doctor era, hmm. which. Yeah, he's he's and he's also not the best character in general, so <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, he's very murderous in this episode. He's 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 very eager to kill, but uh, the 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 rebel that he's with is like we we. We, we can't kill them and the Daleks. We need, we need basically to go back. This is too dangerous. Um, which Turlo's like, no, we'll do it. But then uh, the rebel he's with kind of turns on him, points the gun at him. is like, no, we go back. I'm taking charge here. And uh, Turlo's left with real no no uh, option. It's, it's a somewhat pointless scene. Mm. Uh, and really, the structuring for it is to get Turlo and the rebel outside of the building before the guards show up so that they can come back and get killed minus Turlo and then captured again. Yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> it's 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 really a kind of convoluted blocking to be like, okay, these go here, then they go back, and then this happens, and then da 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 da, just to get the pieces to fit together. I, I also like how you can see the edge of a set, you know, with a little tunnel, you can see just <laughs> a, a glow of white at the back. Yeah, that's it's... the time corridor. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like a nice little bit of. We didn't have budget, and we wanted that room to look like it goes on for eons, so just mm-hmm. add a glow and white light. Yeah, it works pretty effectively. Uh, I'm I'm confused here. Yeah. We 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 cut to Tegan, uh, and the bed, <laughs> and they're stuffing. Is it a body? No, it's it's a, it's another cylinder. But I it's think so much it's... bigger. I think we've put together two cylinders this time. <laughs> that would make more sense. They've not explained it. They just it, it just looks like they've like knocked out someone and stuffed them in the bed. But yeah, this is like eleven minutes in, and that's all we've been doing all episode. Yeah, they've literally not been doing anything but stuffing stuff in a bed and going, "Oh, that doesn't work." <laughs> uh, but uh, the lady that Tegan's with is like, "I'm just going to stay here and try and sell the lie so that you can escape longer," which is fair enough because the bed the bed's not going to work. You need the distraction, and that's some actually sound logic in yeah, this it's, episode. It, it's their first good plan. <laughs> uh, and so Tegan Tegan sets off by herself. She walks very uh, like nineteen fifties. I just realized that. In what way? And that she's like. Her hands are like out to the side, and like her palms are facing down to the ground. Yeah. Okay. And she's yeah. walking like like she's on a catwalk or something. It does look like she's trying to be s- 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 quiet, and I guess that helps her balance. I guess. I don't it's, know. Yeah, it's just a, a weird way to walk that I never noticed before. <laughs> uh, but we then cut back to the stormtroopers. We're all over the place in this episode. We really are. <laughs> And the stormtroopers are like, we could blow up the wall. And he's like, yeah, we could. And he's like, cool, we'll attack on two fronts. And then we literally cut back to Tegan. That, literally, that's the whole scene. <laughs> yeah, it's... Is, it's so... Does this scene go on for the policeman shoot? I don't remember. No, no, it ends. No, no it just ends. Tegan She's... is uh, struggling to open a door, and then it ends. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. that's so weirdly structured. So we watch so they... Tegan leave a room. We cut away to look at people talking about getting into a room, and then we cut back to Tegan, unable to get out of a room. 
Yeah, and they're different locations. <laughs> yeah. It's so unfocused. <laughs> yeah, it's it is all over the place. But then we're we're back to Davros, who's just stalking everyone on CCTV and brainwashing whoever comes to his door, basically. <laughs> uh as a security guard comes to the door and they brainwash him and then we cut away again to uh <laughs> the rebels and the self-destruct machine she's fiddling with the knobs uh which I'm is very removing i'm very removing the set I, i'm not quite <laughs> sure what we're doing <laughs> it's because they, they went they're literally taking down the set they need to wrap up uh, <laughs> i guess <laughs> yeah those are yeah, extras they, those are those are uh stage hands like <laughs> yeah the, the, the director was like uh, just just put on some suits and just start taking down the set. It's okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll just, keep following. We'll work around you. You, you know, don't wait for us. <laughs> uh, but uh, the the but then we cut back to the doctor talking about um, the the duplicates, and he's like, "Oh, how how does the duplicates work? It's very clever." Uh, and Stein, he's asking. Stein is so gingerly putting the things on his head, even before we were already there. But he's like, "Let's just make sure it's on, okay?" Yeah, it's 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 like, it's very much like this task didn't take me as long as I thought it was going to. There's a lot I, of there's a lot of actors just not sure what to do with their hands. <laughs> it all goes down to direction, man. You know, like it, and set design. Really, you know, the props for to stick on the doctors like three sticky things. That really doesn't take long to do, yet they have this really long conversation together. Uh, and so just the blocking for it's a bit weird. Yeah, and then we get the reveal of Tegan that... and Turlo clones, which again, doesn't make sense. It makes, yeah, it literally makes no sense uh, uh, how it happened. I don't get it. I, I, it. It's the biggest plot hole in the episode for me. Like, like all they've seen is CCTV footage of them, and it's like... Well, it's, you, no, he can't do that. <laughs> yeah, just the like thing fair... right here on on this wide shot, right, um, where the doctor's strapped into the the bed. Before we cut to the close ups of it, it, it looks like Peter Davidson's playing with the bubble wrap. It does. <laughs> he's just got some of it in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> but when he's pro he's probably been lying there for like two hours. <laughs> yeah, it'll just give him something to do. And he's just also, like, uh... big fan of his shoes. Never, never seen his shoes really, uh, but big fan of his shoes. I, I like them a lot. Oh yeah, he does. He, he he's the doctor who plays cricket. So, <laughs> is is he the doctor that I wonder if he was the is a uh, is 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 um. Oh my God, what's his name? <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, man. Douglas Adams. Is Douglas Adams working on Doctor Who at this point? I think he was gone at this point. Gone. Because mm. uh, uh, the third Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy book was supposed to be a Doctor Who episode, and it, it's entirely about cricket. I'm just wondering if perhaps it was just, supposed to be this Doctor. Um, I think his last season was season 17, which was the second to last Tom Baker season. So. Ah, never mind then. But, but, been... but maybe it was. Maybe... They threw it in just for Douglas Adams as a tribute. Yeah, maybe that that maybe that would have been that would have made that would make sense. Is there a fly in your room? No, it, there's a leaky pipe in my flat at the moment, 
and it's making my wall a bit wet and so just some of the wallpaper was looking bubbly and i was just making sure it wasn't full of water oh wonderful yeah it's it's fine it's not wet so <laughs> that's not what you want to hear i mean <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we get the reveal of tegan and turlo and it's silly and silly and then there's a plan to assassinate some time lords and it's like why don't the Daleks do that themselves? <laughs> I get the idea that the Doctor would be able to infiltrate the High Council without it being a big attack, you know? Yeah, I thought... and, and triggering the Time War. Uh, but it's a plotline that, as far as I'm aware, never gets picked up. No. No. <laughs> yeah. It's... They mention it here and only here and that's it. They never mention it again even in the episode. Yeah, it's... It's it's it... uh, do you know what it is? It's for an ad break. That's what it will be for. <laughs> an, ad, an ad break that didn't exist yeah, at the time. An ad, an ad break for a show that doesn't have ads. Because <laughs> <laughs> he goes no, and that's just a great place to to cut to an ad, or maybe it's but for could, the trailer. You know. But I could see uh, UK TV Gold stopping there, being like, "Oh yeah, this this Doctor Who is sponsored by Kit Kats." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good ad. It's a good break. It's the end of the first act, really. Yeah. Uh, but we then cut back to the uh, the the stormtroopers trying to unlock the door as a guy just paces back and forth, <laughs> and we see Turlo and his rebel mate sneak up on them. Uh, and this is is this the big gunfire scene? Nope. <laughs> no. The scene just ends. Oh, I, I did like this scene, though. Because uh, it's Turlo using logic, you know? Uh, where he's like, we can't we can't get past these guards. We've only got one gun. But think for a moment. Why haven't they left this ship, you know? Why are they trying to stop us blowing up this ship? There's something on here that, we, that they need, that we have. And then they figure out it's Davros. We need to go kill Davros. Yeah, is- I, d- I do like the... It's like the first time the companions have done something smart in a story. Yeah, he's actually looking at his situation and figuring out how to get past it. He's it, he's still incredibly underwritten, but he's doing something at least. He's yeah, he's still underwritten and still very murderous. <laughs> uh, like he's still he's, his plan is still kill. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that it's it's still it's a plan which is good. Uh, although I didn't like the scene where they then went to Davros's hyperbolic chamber, uh, but we'll get to that when it shows up. Uh, but speaking of Davros, he's back as we cut to him and uh, some Daleks. And I, oh my god, I never noticed this. A Dalek hits the door on its way in and it shakes a bit. Like oh, whoever to... <laughs> whoever was piloting the Dalek jumped the gun a bit and it, the, the, the plunger bumps into the door. It causes the Dalek to wobble. It's very, very, very minute. It's just funny. Okay, yeah, I see. <laughs> so it's a bit like the stormtrooper hitting his yeah, head in a new hope. And also, it's it's Vidalic with a crooked head. You can see like a little space <laughs> yeah. between the head and the neck. Yeah, yeah. And it's it also moves slightly. It's it's not a good costume. This is the one that opens up. Do they open up the other one? They, they open up both of them. Nah. And the one on the left... Maybe they just kept this one. Yeah, the one on the left's definitely in worse condition. Even the paint on it looks a bit, like, darker. 
Like when you open it, when it opens up, you'll see that it, the one on the left has like a little bit of a crooked head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, the these are the Daleks that have been brought forward from the Supreme Dalek for their uh, uh, Dalek meat, is what I'm going to call it. Their mm-hmm. Dalek meat to be used in the experiment with Davros, which is actually a double bluff. He's just going to brainwash them. Uh, and so he, he, he slyly hands his brainwashing machine to his assistant as the Daleks open their heads. Oh, I just got very bad heartburn. Goodness. Uh, and uh, the assistant stabs the mutant inside and obviously brainwashes them for uh, uh, for Davros. Which, you know, his plan is pretty solid. Slowly brainwash people until he takes control again. Also, look as the heads are closed and you'll see the one on the left is just crooked. I'll see. Hang on, they're just opening up the second one on for me at the moment. It looks a bit like uh, oh god, yeah, it's, it's it's so crooked, isn't it? It's yeah. like it's it's like about to fall off. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's at it's at like a thirty degree angle. Yeah, where... it's it's not on the Dalek's uh, neck essentially properly. Yeah, <laughs> which it... it kind of closes properly, but. Oh, they, it, it, they would have fixed it after they would have you know they, they would just, someone would just come up and moved it yeah <laughs> again that head is probably from like early 60s and the body is from like the 70s it's not in good condition at this point yeah it's uh, it's completely understandable and still impressive that it's working as well as it is considering yeah. how old it is you know like it's remote controlled and remote controlled the head opening and everything I do wonder, a lot of Daleks get destroyed completely in this episode. I wonder if that's just a way of being like, we're tired of using these old props. Yeah, we, we need want new to... ones. Yeah. yeah. We, need, we, just... we need to convince the BBC that we need yeah. to get new ones. Like, what happened to the old ones? They all blew up. <laughs> like... <laughs> like, that's a brilliant way to get more Dalek props. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Davros tells the Daleks to get him the virus now because he's he, he needs the virus for his experiment and then we cut away to Tegan looking out a broken glass window and then climbing up another window and then we cut away that literally that scene was so short I forgot it existed it is a good shot though it's like it's a very, very nice shot yeah it's very it's, cinematic yeah <laughs> like the director in the commentary is very proud of getting that shot done <laughs> like, hey man like, it's it's probably one of the nicest shots in the in the episode. Yeah. Uh, we we then cut back to the to the Daleks. Uh, I and I guess that's the Supreme Dalek talking. I think he, so. Yeah. As he's uh, he's getting the virus ordered from Amazon to arrive. Uh, <laughs> basically, he's telling a Dalek to get a, to get a virus from Earth up onto the ship, and then we cut away. Is that scene needed? Not really. <laughs> because we already know that the virus is coming because Davros asked for the virus to show up. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of re-establishing what just yeah. happened. I, it's so you can, you know, because you went off to make yourself a cup of tea, so you yeah. might have missed this. So. And this is 1984 and we didn't yeah. have Sky Plus, so... <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't just rewind. <laughs> or pause it. Uh, but we cut back to Turlow. Uh, and he's in he's in Davros's hyperbolic chamber, and Davros obviously isn't there anymore. Uh, and, and this is what I don't like about it: 
is they're like oh we could the the rebel he's with is like oh we could we could go look for davros again uh he can't have gotten very far from here and then turlo's like oh no he could be anywhere we could be looking for him for hours let's just not find him (laughs) (laughs) it's like turlo it was your idea to kill him well, yeah, so it's, it's a little bit of hitting a dead end when the character immediately goes back on what he wants to do. Yeah, and then you've got this, and and the, now the rebel is really into killing Davros, uh, and he's telling Turlo he's got no option but to come with him. It's a complete flip on the dynamic from the last scene. You know, it, it, it's like if you it's like if you have a movie about a race car driver and he's setting up for a big race. He turns up, a wheel is flat. And he's just like, ah, oh, fuck this, I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah, oh, I didn't want to race anyway, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird. Uh, but we then cut back to uh, uh, Professor Lard, or not Lard, Laird, Professor Laird. Uh, oh, yes, he, he her name, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she she's she's looking, and we see one of the um, the the canisters get teleported away and see we don't need the scene with the emperor dalek not the emperor dalek the supreme dalek because we can have that scene with davros and then cut to this scene where it's getting teleported away and then bam yeah. you've you've cut out a pointless 10 second scene uh but whatever uh the apparently the transporting sound is really loud and which pro- wasn't established before <laughs> yeah and uh, i don't think it ever comes back and the professor collapses out of the loudness and then we cut away Again, yeah. <laughs> I don't think she needs to be in the scene. Yeah, just I, I, well, I don't think it does anything. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, but we cut. Oh, <laughs> we cut back to the doctor, and Stein is still fiddling. With the, <laughs> with I know. The, the suc- essentially, suction cups on his head. There's three of them. He's still fiddling with them. It's because uh, they've written a 15-minute-long monologue. <laughs> when- when the process yeah. should have started like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, it should be a very short process that's taking forever. Uh, but, but the Daleks need to explain very evil plans so the Doctor can stop it. Yeah, but uh, they, they, they tell the uh, Stein very conveniently that he's going to be left by himself because the Daleks have to go off and do something else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, it's just going to be Stein and the Doctor. No, nothing to worry about. I'm sure nothing will go wrong here. Like like one couldn't stay behind. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't leave the guard in the room. <laughs> the, Daleks, the Daleks leave and then really weirdly tell the guards to wait outside. Yeah. Why? Like the, the the guards aren't going with the Daleks. The Dalek just goes, "You'll wait outside. Fuck you." But, like, like I get to guard the room. I understand. How many guards are there? Two. So you have one outside, one inside. Yeah. Like, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's a bit silly. But you need to get the doctor out there somewhere somehow. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we we then get a bit of discussion with the doctor and Stein, uh, where the doctor's like, "Oh, just just get on with it, whatever. You know, don't pity me. Just just let's just do this." Uh, and Stein's uh, mental, uh, like his brainwashing, starts to start to fall apart, and we get his stutter back, where he's like, "Do you think I do this because I uh, because I ch- ch- choice?" You know, like he uh, it starts his stutter, which. You know, it was a note that you said the the actor came up with himself. Yeah, and I think it's a a brilliant example of the actor 
elevating the character. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. works. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he, he it ends with him, like, asking himself, does he have a choice? And I'm realizing he doesn't, and he, you know, he doesn't really have free will of the thing, and it's the start of his mental break, and I really appreciate it. I thought his mental break kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, when it does happen, it kind of just suddenly happens, but... Yeah, we'll, uh, to we'll be, get there. It, it it's 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 conflicting because earlier his stutter was there in scenes where he was alone. So I'm pres- it it's my head canon. It was him all the time, kind of breaking free from his conditioning. Yeah, he's always been trying to break yeah. free from it. Yeah. Again, uh, it's not it's not being set up properly, but it's my head canon. Uh, and then if we're if we're talking about pointless scenes, we then cut to the Daleks and some of the so- soldiers. Uh, the the gas canister teleports in. They say, "Take it to Davros," and then we cut away. That's a good scene, isn't it? <laughs> Again, they probably set up that scene for like what half an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's an effect scene. We see the thing like fade in as well. Like yeah, and we yeah. could have spent we could have spent for half hour to get a shot in focus later on. <laughs> Uh, but we then cut to uh, Tegan running down the streets. Uh, she's, Great she's scene. Made, she's made out the building. Uh, and then oh. she walks past the camera and, oh no, the policemen officers are here. And then it cuts. <laughs> and then it cuts away. Uh, yeah, it's all over the place. But I was then... gonna say, I was gonna say, a great scene, because in my head it was all one scene. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no need to cut. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I watched this earlier today. I, I don't remember it cutting around so much. <laughs> like... Yeah, you're building tension, and then you just cut away from that tension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 this episode's paced really weirdly. It's paced really, really weirdly. But we're back with Turlo. Uh, how are the Daleks supposed to get in those rooms? I mean, it's another cut. <laughs> yeah, it's another cut where where from there. But uh, my, uh, you know the rooms yeah. with the steps because that's yeah. not. Isn't the doc the Davros's room have a weird step door as well? It does. How I do don't... the Daleks get in? <laughs> it's very wheelchair and inaccessible. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Uh, I, I but, do. Uh, I... I do want to sit down and just talk to like the set designer. Ask, what is up with those steps? Why? <laughs> uh, but Turlo and his rebel friend uh, find out that Davros is in the science room doing experiments, basically. And we cut back to the uh, self-destruct room with the rebels continuing to fiddle with stuff. And oh goodness, she gets it open. Oh my God, she's about to kill herself. Uh, a line that I really liked uh, here from her is, uh, "Why am I so excited? It's the last thing I'm ever gonna do." I was like, "Yeah, that really... is, that is a good line." Yeah, that was a, a very good line. But we then we we cut to a science man, and I think there's something wrong with the gloves that he's putting on because he can't quite get his hands to fit in it properly, and it looks yeah. so silly. His like hands are like wobbling. Uh, uh, like The glove isn't filled properly, and it just kind of looks like they're full of air. It reminds <laughs> me of uh, Mr. Burns in the bowling episode where he puts his hand over the bowling, you know, the bit that shoots air, and his fingers yeah. are just <laughs> blowing around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks very silly. <laughs> Thankfully, they fixed it in the next shot, but yeah. Uh, okay. and then, 
another bad bit of staging here. Yeah. Like, the two guards in Darius's room begin to put out their guns, but it's the shot doesn't last long enough to process what they're doing. Yeah, and uh, Davros and uh, Davros's security guard karate chops them, and it only takes down one of them, and the other guy's fine. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's it's, it's very weird. Uh, but I think and again, I re- it, it happens in like two seconds. It's so quick. Yeah, if you yeah. blink, you miss it. But a, a thing that I really liked here is the the guard that was faster at drawing the gun. And the one that gets knocked out, uh, Davros is like, oh, a spirited but foolish reaction. He'll make an excellent slave. It's just a line that I really liked. Also, the guard has a very 80s moustache. He does. <laughs> does have a very 80s moustache. It reminds me of um, um, Empire Strikes Back with the guy with the mutton chops. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming back. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but we we then cut to uh, Professor Laird, and uh, and uh, she's uh, confronted by the duplicates, and she's like, one of the cylinders has, has vanished. I, 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 oh no! I mean, which is true. One of them did vanish, but uh, the the guard immediately flips the bed and is like, oh, there's a cylinder under the bed. Uh, so their plan really didn't work at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel like she probably would have been better just leaving because she was there by herself for quite some time before the, yeah. the the guards came back. She could have easily escaped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the uh, the 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 guards grab her and are like, "Where where's where's Tegan? What's happened to her?" And she uh, she starts she she starts screaming a lot. Really. Uh, I d- I d- I, I, do, I don't like this screaming, but her scream later on, when she's getting killed... Mm. Oh, that's <laughs> that's a good scream. Uh, we we cut to Tegan in the streets as... Uh, and see, look, that, that that's a cut that makes narrative sense. It's, where's Tegan? What, you know, wh- where's this yeah. character? And then we cut to that character. Like... <laughs> and we see, we see that she's in, she's in old London... As as she's she's walking about by her by her by her by her lonesome, uh, this this scene I thought was so dark, that that yes. we're about to describe. We she she sees the two policemen officers coming up to her, she she has like oh oh I'm safe for the briefest of moments before being like oh wait no this isn't something's wrong here. They're good holding a the gun. Acting. Yeah, it was a very good bit of acting. She sees the gun. She starts running down the street. Uh, Kind of stupidly in a straight line. You might want to throw some zigzags in there. But uh, she runs down the street and she sees a man with a metal detector on the beach. She starts shouting shouting for help and she begins to run down the stairs towards him. Uh, as the police march up, they take one look at her, aim the gun, uh, and then decide, you know what, screw it. let's. And they shoot the man on the beach. And it's like, god damn. The, 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 the man wasn't even aware of what was happening. Yeah. He, d- he didn't even turn around when she screamed. Yeah, she, she, he had headphones on. He was just looking for some metal at the beach. Back turned <laughs> and bang, he gets shot. Cold dead. Uh, and yeah, it's I think the darkest scene in the whole episode. And it, and it really does help set up her exit. Even though it's like poorly written last mm-hmm. minute. Yeah. Like I... I, I would leave a doctor if I just saw a man getting shot for no reason. Yeah, there's a line that she says, which, you know, 
we'll discuss probably a bit more later on uh where she says like it's not fun anymore uh and i thought that was a really good line where she's like this is you know it's no longer a fun adventure you know people are getting murdered and Mm -hmm. killed and there's death in front of me and stuff like that it's it's no longer like let's have a trip through time and look at funky aliens Uh, yeah but to be fair that's kind of always (laughs) traveling with a doctor you're always in danger yeah uh and we cut back to the doctor uh, and uh, his, he's about to have his brain waves copied, I guess, uh, is a way that they, it works. Uh, <laughs> and he asks uh, Stein if he even has a choice in this, and which Stein starts talking about the tw- 25th Amendment, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and do you have any idea what he's referring to? I think I looked it up. I think it's the freedom of, freedom of speech, which I guess kind of works. I'm... I'm not exactly sure if I was looking at the right thing for so yeah uh I, I, yeah it's weird but uh he he starts like being like what you don't know that amendment didn't you go to school and the doctor has a, just a fantastic line of yeah maybe we just didn't go to the same school yeah <laughs> <laughs> like... also also isn't he from like the far future and yeah like but... I think he's an alien. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, I just imagined he's from Earth, but from the future, because the time corridors, how they got there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's 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 weird that he's really into 80s, or, like, 60s, or, like, maybe even 40s, uh, however old this man is. Uh, specific education of law. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but the doctor starts asking him questions, like, what school did you go to, and you know, trying to get his memory to come in so that he can get back his personality. And I thought this scene was really, really good. <laughs> and then we just see Tegan walking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not needed. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, then, as he said, we've got Tegan just walking down the street with two police officers. Uh, quietly, they walk, they turn a corner, and we cut away. <laughs> it's yeah. thrilling, almost, you know? Uh do you, do you think I think a lot of this you know besides the like weird awkward pacing and that being kind of a messy episode I think some of it's to pad the runtime. yeah definitely like yeah because they have to you, fill that like 20, 20 minute mark for the BBC well, it's like an hour and 40 for the whole story mm-hmm. and I, I'm guessing they only had like enough story in there for like an hour 15 at most yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That, but, but, that's, of... but that's a lot of Doctor Who. You're, it's just padding time until the cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we have to work in a cliffhanger somehow. <laughs> yeah, it was structured really weird back then, wasn't it? But uh, we cut back to the Rebels and the self-destruct machine. They're like, oh, God, the stormtroopers are almost in. But they're like, oh, God, we're almost ready to blow it up. Everything's coming in at once. She grabs her hand on the, the, the lever to blow up the ship just as the door opens. And if I'm her, I pull the lever. Why'd you wait, you know? Yeah. yeah but she gets shot, and she, she's, she's dead, and then gunfire starts off, and it just it just looks like laser tag. Like, also, again, there's no special effects to show that we're actually shooting them. 
Yeah, it's just like, it's literally just lights on a gun. Yeah, the end of the gun lights up and that's it. <laughs> it it looks so silly. It just looks like they're pretending. Like <laughs> probably because they are. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, but like it's really bad in uh, the scene that's about to come up with Stein and uh, the rebel that's with Turlo. I thought that's it. I thought it's so bad, but we'll we'll get there. Uh, but speaking of Turlo, we then cut back to Turlo and uh, the rebel as they hear the the gunfire and they're like, "Uh, oh God, we need to go save." And Turlo's like, "No, no, you you can't do anything. You know, it's you you would have died if you were there. We've got to go." and and solve this and we've got to go to earth now it's it's down to us to escape uh which is you know fair enough reasoning still kind of dark still don't kind of trust turlo uh mm. <laughs> he's just got a, 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 an evil vibe to him uh, as, yeah, he as, does uh, he he does look rather shifty yeah <laughs> uh but we we then cut back to the stormtroopers uh, taking away the dead bodies as as the Daleks and stuff flood the uh, the uh, self destruct room, and th- and basically Litton gets chewed out by one of the Daleks. That's literally it. Litton gets told off by one of the Daleks, and then we cut away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we we cut. How back. many how many scenes do you think we've seen so far? Oh God! If I had to guess, it has to be like fifty or sixty. Yeah. A, an incredible amount and we are uh, coming up to about halfway through so this is going to be a long ass episode how long of <laughs> how, how long are we in uh, we are one hour 25 in how <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i know it's 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 we are 21 minutes into the episode we have 25 left we're coming we're basically halfway through and the last one was like the last episode we did was an hour and forty-five minutes. Yeah, a lot more. Different. A lot more happens in this episode, but it's still it's... cutting around just as quickly. <laughs> it's crazy. Let's uh, try. Let's try to uh, speed this up a bit. <laughs> uh, Tegan Tegan gets brought in front of uh, Professor Laird, uh, and they're basically like they're going to take us to the Daleks, and Professor Laird just runs away and then she gets gunned down dead i thought that was so dark and like just like oh she's she's gone now it's another body dead uh, her scream is just it's quite horrifying isn't it one thing i would critique is we don't need to see the body falling over because that kind of reduces the drama mm-hmm. just hearing the scream and the thud would have been much more effective yeah, if she ran through the doorway, you hear the gun. You see the gunshot go bang, and it's like ah, thud. Yeah, yeah I because it's such a good scream as well. Like, it's it's and again, you know, that's another thing for Tegan seeing another person, someone who she was like with the entire time this mm-hmm. episode, just get gunned down in front of her. Uh, but they they take Tegan off into the time corridor. Uh, we're we're back with the doctor as uh, I really like the scene where they're like looking through the doctor's memories and it's got this weird effect, but the effect that they put on it is also kind of hilarious. <laughs> it looks like Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like Windows Movie Maker stuff where it's like this wave effect with all the footage, but it 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 warps everyone's faces so that they look hilarious. Like it's like, have you seen the paused image from the Phantom Menace with uh, Palpatine? 
uh, where like the hologram of him is like shifting about, and someone paused it as it's shifting, so he's just like this weird warped man. I have, yes. Yeah, it, it's that, but for like so many scenes of Doctor Who, and I thought it was so funny. Uh, <laughs> also, a critique for this scene is this means nothing to you, but they forgot Leela, one of his companions. Like they just skip her out entirely. <laughs> wow. I mean, maybe she was busy with the Planet Express at the time. Uh... <laughs> Good one. Actually, that. actually, I I think Leela was named after a Doctor Who character. I'm not entirely sure about that. It sound it it seems like a thing that the David X Cohen would do. Uh, you know, because Futurama's full of stuff like that. And Tom Baker does make several mm-hmm. cameos. Yeah, he does. But yeah, basically, it's uh, uh, going back in time and looking at all of the Doctor's companions, and eventually you see like the previous Doctors and things like that. Hey, there's K9. I can't wait to cover him. <laughs> but yeah, you could you could pause this scene many times and get some fantastic looking screenshots. Because uh, <laughs> everybody looks so silly. We, we, we cut back to uh, Davros and his science man who's finally figured out how to get the gloves on uh, <laughs> as he's injecting a thing into a capsule. I think it's the virus. He's injecting the virus into the capsule. Uh, yeah. And is it just me or does it look like he's not actually... Like, it looks like he's doing like a forced perspective and the, the actual needle's going behind it. It doesn't look like it's inside it at all. You see it more when he's like moving because his hand shakes. Yeah. Um. I th- I think it is. I think it's a forced perspective. I don't think yeah, it's a working needle. No. Uh, uh, oh, it's not a working needle for sure, but it's actually on the cylinder. Mm. I think I, you can see it as the camera starts moving. It's it's hard to with an SD image, but it looks like it's fair. It's fine. There's a bit. There's a bit. Uh. About like. 2225 ish where the camera's panning out and for the briefest of moments the ne- the guy holds the needle too high up and then he puts it back down and pulls it out like this but I don't know it's weird I mean it probably you know it's cheap props they have not very big budget it's the tiniest yeah. little detail to focus in on but <laughs> it just caught I mean, my they, eye they didn't count in us like <laughs> yeah. 35 years later pausing this <laughs> Uh, God, I didn't even listen to what Davros said. Uh, yeah, the, the Davros is basically get, finding out that the Doctor's been taken prisoner, uh, and that the the ship's not about to explode, which is always good news. It's a good day for Davros right now. I love how um, hold on, the guy he talks to starts. He talks to Davros, and then he starts turns. He turns around, pushes like two buttons, then turns around to face Davros, to face his back, and he just folds his arms like he he does. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah, the blocking is really weird, but uh, he, he, at least he, Davros's he, performance here is lovely. He kind of turns around as if he's like. Oh, everybody else is facing this way. I should also face this what, way. What's going on over here? 
but yeah, uh, Davros starts talking about how he's going to build new Daleks and he was going to be the leader again, and it's uh, just a very good monologue. I I, I I really like Davros's voice in this, the weird like robotic shouting that he has. Yeah, it's really good. This is also the end of part three. <laughs> really? That's, that's a cliffhanger. <laughs> that's a pretty good cliffhanger. It's a good yeah. monologue to end it on. Anytime when you get Davros just shouting his head off, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're in for a good cliffhanger. I can't believe we still have a whole, essentially a whole episode still. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sweet Christ. Oh. Oh. This is a long part two. <laughs> I know. So uh, Tegan is in front of where the TARDIS came in on the spaceship, and she runs into Turlo and his rebel friend, uh, where uh, his rebel friend immediately goes to shoot. <laughs> Tegan. He's, he says he's he said he pointed a gun at her to stop her from screaming. Uh, pointing guns at people tends to cause for screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, Turlo tackles into the back of him uh, and shouts at him. There is a lot of shouting in this episode. <laughs> There's a lot of shouting followed by like, quiet talking. <laughs> Especially with Turlo, he'll be like, "You fool!" <laughs> like, <laughs> which is it's, it's an interesting way to read his lines, but I guess he did it. Also, there's a, a weird sexual tension with Tegan and uh, Turlo. You know, he he's like, "It's Tegan, you fool!" Then he grabs her by the hand, looks her in the eye, and goes, she's a friend. And yeah, like, <laughs> it, it looks like he's like tr- struggling to maintain eye contact as well. Like he's nervous. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I've, I've I've not picked up on that before. Yeah, he's 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 got a big old crush on her. Not that it's going to pay off in any way. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where Turlo finds out that the Doctor's on the ship, and uh, Tegan quite promptly says, "Look behind you at the TARDIS, you fucking moron." <laughs> uh, <laughs> which he discovers it, and we then cut to the Doctor uh, getting his brain melted, since we continue to look at the funny faces from his yep. history. He's, he's still in flashback mode, but this time he's in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the past used to be black and white, do you not remember? Color wasn't invented until, like, the 50s. <laughs> I, think, I think Jason, our friend, told us that he used to think everything was in black and white, like the whole world at one point. <laughs> The kid. And he wasn't, and he wasn't wrong. <laughs> uh, we're we spend quite a long time on this scene looking at Peter Davidson moan. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how I feel about it. It's, it's <laughs> definitely not an episode to watch in public. <laughs> but this is where, this is where Stein finally breaks his mental conditioning. Yeah, he also He's, starts screaming. Yeah, he also joins in the screaming <laughs> with the doctor, uh, but and he. Uh, Shuts off the machine scanning the doctor's mind. Uh, practically saving the doctor. Also, I'm wondering if all the bodies in the background are real or if they're just like. Like, some of them has to be dummies, right? They've all looked pretty real to me, all the dead bodies. Uh, it's just extras they paid to lie down. Like. <laughs> Good day on a job, just lie down on some bubble wrap. Yeah. Uh. We cut to Davros very briefly there, and uh, he tells them to uh, 
basically get the TARDIS and the, you know, the classic, the classic villain mode of let's steal the TARDIS. Yeah, even though they wouldn't probably know how to work the TARDIS. They wouldn't be able to get into it. The, like, like the, the doctor TARDIS. can't even work the TARDIS. <laughs> uh, we, we cut to Turlow and Tegan running into the dead bodies, which, you know, maybe that one, they're dummies, because uh, it's just legs. Yeah. But every other time, I think it's been actual people. They like going into that room. That's like every character has gone into the dead body room in this episode. Like... Uh, they just sort of stand there, kind of. Yeah, they, they, they just look at the dead bodies and the door closes before a Dalek shows up. It's, it's again, it's very strange blocking. But, <laughs> uh, but the Doctor and Stein are have got some guards captive holding guns at them. Uh, and uh, the Stein's worried that his his mental conditioning is going to come back, and he could kill the doctor. And the doctor's like, "Ah, it's fine. Whatever. You just come with me." <laughs> yeah, it is weird. We we all sort of turn our back on him. Like he could stab him at the back at any time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we we cut back to Turlo, uh, and they open the door, and wouldn't you know it, just across the hall was the doctor this whole time. Like. <laughs> And they, they run into the Doctor, and I really like this scene where, you know, he finally gets reunited with his companions after all this time, and the first thing he says is, don't stand there, come and help me. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't seen them in the same room together since, like, tw- 25 minutes into part one? <laughs> yeah, Something like yeah. that? Especially, especially Turlo. Turlo goes away, like, immediately into part one. Yeah. And he <laughs> doesn't meet the Doctor until halfway through part two, and the Doctor's first reaction is, come and help me, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we get to the Daleks and Lytton shouting at one another, uh, which is you know, it, it's really it's kind of pointless because then we cut back we cut back to the Doctor. He's just there to say that he wants to get his special guard to come, uh, and I don't remember what his special guard were, which I guess we're going to find out. But yeah, <laughs> it, it but, is uh, a lot of cutting back and forth again. Yeah, yeah, it, that's the theme of this this two part. Uh, but we're back with the Doctor and Turlo as they're strapping one of the guards into the cloning bed. I guess because it's a secure place to keep him. Uh, yeah. And uh, Turlo spots the security camera that's been recording them this whole time. Uh, and they're like, "Oh boy, we've got to move. We've we've got to we've got to get out of here." And the Doctor shoots the recording tape that had his brainwaves on it, it making it's we- the. It's weird because the Doctor has been in that room for like two parts now <laughs> and yeah. did they notice this security camera before hmm. yeah you know he had other things he, he well to be fair you know he had stein like over his entire body for like half of the time he was in there <laughs> just constantly checking and adjusting those <laughs> things on his head uh but uh, we then cut to the daleks deciding that they're going to kill Lytton as soon as he's uh, no longer convenient which you know was foreshadowed earlier on yeah and then we cut back to the doctor it's it's you know the benefit of all the characters now being together there's less places to cut to but uh it does mean the pacing gets a bit weird as we're cutting away for two seconds and then cutting back and then cutting away for two seconds and then cutting back yeah uh but everyone's on the tardis again so i guess the daleks didn't get didn't uh guard the the tardis what took them so long to get there (laughs) yeah it 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 is weird (laughs) Yeah, they specifically were like, let's go secure this TARDIS, and then the next scene we see the Doctor's just on the TARDIS. 
there's no idea of placement in this episode. Yeah, yeah, you kind of lose the, uh, the, uh, the, like, legit, the design of the ship. Like, you don't know where each room is and where it correlates to one another. Yeah. You know, people just walk down a corridor and then they are where they need to be. Uh, there was one bit I liked here where the, they ask the doctor where he's, where they're going, and the doctor says Earth, and then Turlo really weirdly just goes, best news all day, and then slinks away. He's a, he's so evil. <laughs> like, <laughs> but is it good news to go back to Earth? Because it's still, you're still running into danger when you're on Earth. It's like... Yeah, and also, you, you know, you're not solving this Dalek problem. You're just kind of leaving it. You're yeah. <laughs> Uh, but this is where the doctor finds out the plot of the episode, the plot of the episode, basically, with Davros and the cure to the virus and Davros's experiments and stuff. Just in case you forgot. Yeah, but this scene is where uh, the doctor is determined to kill Davros. <laughs> and I think it's brilliant. I think uh, Peter Davidson's performance here, especially his monologue where he's like, "I'm going to kill Davros." You know, I had the opportunity to do it before and I didn't take it, and it was a mistake. And yeah, it, think, it it really seems like something that's been bothering him since Genesis of the Daleks, which I like. Yeah, I also... Uh, the music in this episode is very far and few between, but the sting that plays throughout uh, this bit where he's talking about killing Davros, I think is absolutely fantastic. It's, like, very subtle and just adds to the dramaticism. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's not I am the Doctor for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, the rebel man that was working with Turlo the whole time says that he's going to come with him, going to go with the doctor, that is. The doctor says, no, not at all. Uh, and then Stein says, I'm going to come with you as well. And the doctor goes, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Stein, the guy who's kind of fighting against his conditioning, who could turn at you at any time, he's, he's okay yeah. to come, yeah, sure. He, it's okay yeah. to have a gun pointed at his back. Yeah, but he takes the rebel and he takes Stein and he leaves uh, Turlo and Tegan and the TARDIS alone as he, uh... which, you know, taking Stein and the rebel actually worked out pretty well for the Doctor because those two can pretend to be the Dalek guards, yeah. which is, you know, actually smart. Solid plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, uh, the, uh, Davros asks if Peter Davidson could be the Doctor, which I'm guessing is because they've never met. Yeah, this uh, is the first time the fifth Doctor has met the Daleks outside of the fifth, uh, outside of the five Doctors, but he didn't meet mm -hmm. Davros in that one, so this is his it's first a, yeah. and final good, Dalek story. Good bit of consistency with the, the he doesn't just know who the Doctor is. He's like, that's got to be the Doctor, right? Look at him. But but <laughs> he but he does somehow man magically know that the Doctor is a Time Lord, even though we've never had that conversation <laughs> before. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you could the the Daleks know the Doctor's a Time Lord. You could you could say that the Daleks perhaps told Davros at some point. You know, because mm. mm. the Daleks want uh, the Doctor to assassinate the High Council. Fair, you know? okay. I think that you could justify it that way, but I, I forgot about that plot point, but never <laughs> gets brought up again. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, uh, like but, uh, it, like it really doesn't come up outside of that one scene. It, it literally is just for that scene. They never bring it up again. It 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 doesn't become a plot point at all. No. <laughs> like, Very strange. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the Daleks discover 
uh, and tell Lutin that uh, Davros has been up to some evil business and he's converted two Daleks to be on his side via brainwashing and that uh, Lutin has to kill these Daleks and weaken Davros. Also, you'll see this shot is out of focus. That's because of time restrictions. Like, the cameraman would literally beg the director just for ten more minutes to make the shot in focus. But we've run out of time. It's it's insane. The time yeah. constraints we were working under. Yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, the focus is weird. Like, his lips are kind of in focus. Yeah. But the rest of him isn't. It's a, a very, very... Uh softly uh, you could call it softly focused you know it's a uh, slightly blurry it's like if you weren't wearing your glasses and were very close to the screen <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but we we then cut to the doctor and davros's confrontation and i freaking loved this scene uh anytime the doctor has just a straight-up conversation with davros is fantastic but this uh this whole scene goes into like the moral crisis the doctor starts having about killing davros it's also probably the longest scene, uninterrupted scene in the episode. <laughs> yeah, and it uh, to its benefit, because it actually allows the actors to breathe in their performance and play out the scene and build tension. And... Yeah, it's really, really solid stuff. Peter Davison's best performance, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's a great moment where uh, the Doctor is chatting to Davros, like all the destruction you're planning, you know, like, you're just going to go on and kill more people, and Davros is like, I'll only kill people that res like resist being under my rule and things like that. And the the doctor turns and grabs the gun, and he's like, I, I was foolish enough to think I wouldn't have to do this before I came in. You know, he was hoping he wouldn't have to threaten the Davros, and that for some reason Davros would have changed. And It reminds me of uh, Rose, which we've covered a few weeks ago, when the Doctor meets the nesting con uh, consciousness, consciousness and mm. he's like, I'll give him a chance before I throw the vial in. Yeah. So yeah, I like how the Doctor's always considers death as the last resort. He, he always hopes for the best. He always hopes that they're going to yeah. make the right decision and become better. Even someone as obviously evil as Davros, he always hopes that for some reason he would have changed. Yeah, but... but... Uh, Peter Davison is definitely the most humane doctor at this point. I Except would say. for uh, uh, last episode, where, <laughs> he's, where he's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he was uh, he was shooting a Dalek blob that would kill others. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, this is uh, Davros starts pleading with the doctor as the doctor points the gun at him, telling him that. Davros has that he has actually changed because he was planning on changing the Daleks, making them less ruthless and uh, understand things outside of pure logic, which uh, causes the Doctor to hesitate and be like, "Oh, but you're just doing it to make them more evil, you know, to to be better killers." And it's such a good scene. I'm just I'm just watching it. It's really solid stuff. Yeah, it's so it's so well written and so well performed and shot and acted it stands above like every other moment in this episode it, like <laughs> peter davidson and the the man who plays davros whose name i'm forgetting at the moment terry malloy terry malloy uh both of them are just 
bouncing off each other fantastically. It's like great monologue from Peter Davidson, great monologue from Peter uh, from oh my god, was it Peter Malloy? Terry Malloy. Terry Malloy. Great monologue from Terry <laughs> it, Malloy. It's early like, in the morning. It's okay. Just <laughs> back and forth. Uh, it's, it's absolutely super superb. Yeah, there's a great moment where Davros is talking. He tells the Doctor to look at history, essentially, and name one planet that hasn't attempted to form an empire through war and things like that. It's just the way that things are. And then there's just a great uh, line from Peter Davidson where he goes, which I do not accept. Like, yeah, it, it's it's great. I do, I do love just hearing Davros's rationale because you could forget he's just evil, but he somewhat makes logical sense in what yeah. he's doing in terms of what he's in terms of his brain what what he wants to do you can understand yeah, it, him yeah you can you can totally understand you understand why he feels justified in what he's trying to do yeah and this is the star wars moment i think where davros sitting in his you know throne talking to uh luke skywalker telling him to join him you will have the ultimate power ruling by my side you know <laughs> yeah i could definitely see that this this was written probably in like 1983 so yeah. definitely uh, tegan and turlo get trapped in another time corridor <laughs> They and it's, the time corridors. it's represented on the computer as like just a uh, load of squares. <laughs> it, it the, the the moving squares look like the vortex to me. Like it looks like a 80s interpretation of the vortex. I I really love how 80s Vitardus is. It's supposed to be like um technology that outreaches any human potential, and all they show is oh squares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's they're limited by their technology at the time. It's got it's got the charm to it. You could just say that you know this doctor likes spending a lot of time in 1980s London. Maybe he's just a fan of uh, <laughs> that that era, <laughs> and so he's modelled his tardiness after it. Uh, uh, we cut back to the doctor and Davros, and this is again just a line that I absolutely love, where the doctor's pointing the gun at Davros, and Davros is like, "You hesitate." If I was in your shoes, I wouldn't have hesitated. I would have killed you. Like, yeah, it's it's really. It, I, I can't say it enough. It's just really good script. It's and worth performances. It's, it's worth watching the episode for this scene alone. Like this scene is so good. If a scene wasn't in the episode, it probably wouldn't be as remembered as it is. Yeah, and you know, I think. Last episode, the part part one, I really wasn't sold on Peter Davidson as the Doctor because, you know, he's got a gun, he's running around, he's very violent and uh, not very empathetic. And then in this part, just that scene pretty much sold me on him as the Doctor. I, I would say Dave, Peter Davidson is very much like uh, David Tennant in that when he's under extreme circumstances, he does turn dark like the end of uh, the waters of mars mm, yeah and the episodes like that he he does have his dark moments which is what you yeah. need for the doctor otherwise it just he's too good for his own good yeah and it, it leads at the end of the episode where the doctor uh when tegan says that she's leaving and the doctor's like 
you know, she left for the same reasons I left Gallifrey. I'm going to have to change who I am. I've lost my way, you know? Yeah. He, uh, he has that moment of self-realization. It's crazy how different the second half of this episode is compared to the first half. As soon as the Doctor meets up with his companions again, I think the episode becomes absolutely stellar, you know? Aye, yeah, definitely. Apart from the next scene, in which we'll... <laughs> it's the scene I've been waiting for. It's, uh, Stein and um, the rebel man are confronted with uh, two uh, guards. They have a brief conversation, but it quickly turns into gunfire. And uh, the, the rebel uh, just shoots them dead. And Stein's like, ah, did you have to kill these guys? And they're like, ah, okay, we'll just hide the bodies away. Uh, uh, Stein starts to try and fight his mental conditioning very briefly. Uh, as And then they get confronted by even more uh, Dalek troopers. And it turns into some of the worst... <laughs> laser tag fighting I think I've ever seen it's <laughs> there's, there's a moment they don't recognize them as Dalek yeah. troopers because uh, I think Stein is like it's alright there are troopers when the guard is like they're, Dar they're Dalek sh sh troopers you idiot yeah I don't I don't understand what he really is saying it's going at there but, but I guess I guess it's him still fighting his Conditioning, he yeah, recognized yeah. them as his allies. Yeah, I guess, I guess that, that makes sense. Reasoning for it, yeah. But uh, yeah, it leads to some. <laughs> it's so funny watching it. Some uh, like, play. It would play. It would look writing. so much better if you just obscure Added part of the screen with special effects. Yeah, like yeah, it looks so silly. And uh, Stein's basically like the kid on the playground who's like, get shot, but doesn't believe he got shot. Because he goes down, and then he's like, oh no, I'm still alive. Bah! And he shoots the other guy. <laughs> and then, like, Stein's the only one to come out of it alive. And it's like, it's, like you could see the other like uh, trooper being like, I shot you. No, you didn't. You missed. <laughs> like... <laughs> In the next scene, the doctor steps very awkwardly out the door. Yeah, the very awkward step door thing. He, he, he backs up as well. He, he backs, yeah, he backs out to uh, where the 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 gunfire and violence has been. He somehow didn't hear the screaming. I, I'm not. Uh, yeah, it's 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 again, it's weird blocking to get the doctor to Stein because why does the doctor leave Davros alone? Yeah, you know, like I think. Well, he does. He he watches the camera. And he, he, he should have heard the screaming, but because it's awkwardly blocked, he doesn't step back until the fighting has ceased. Like, he, sh he should have really stepped back when the fighting started. Yeah, it's 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 very strange, but... Uh, the the doctor says that he can help Stein, but Stein's like, no, don't, I'm, I'm I, you know, I, the, the, the Dalek conditioning's taking hold, leave me alone or I'm going to end up killing you. And uh, Davros closes the door behind the Doctor, locking him out. And honestly, what was the Doctor expecting to happen? Uh, also, also <laughs> Stein steps up in a way, but he doesn't look hurt. He just steps up normally. <laughs> yeah, because the shot's missed. You never hit him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he, gets, he's, he, he looks like he's in pain, and then he tells the Doctor to stay where he is. And then immediately the pain in his expression goes away. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very silly. Uh, and then 
there's some weird logic here. The Daleks are shouting at Litten to uh, kill Davros because the he hasn't killed him yet, basically. He has, Davros is still alive. And Litten very soundly goes, just blow up the station. Just just destroy the station where Davros is. And then the uh, leader Dalek goes, no, I must see him dead. I, I he, Which is, you know, <laughs> way less convenient than to uh, just blow up the station and kill Davros. To be fair, it's like Davros always survives. It's like the master. You think yeah, he's dead, the, yeah. but he's somehow alive. Even if even if you see the body burning, <laughs> yeah, uh, which is something that I really liked when they brought Missy back. It was uh, I remember seeing an interview with Stephen Moffat, being like, one of my favorite things about the Master is, uh, in Classic Who, you would see him die all the time, but then he'd just be back the next episode. Yeah, like... <laughs> I, I love it. I do love it. And he was also very big into his silly disguises. Yeah. I, I don't understand the scene with Lytton at the end of it where the Dalek is telling him to kill the Davros Daleks because he's already been told to do that. That's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we cut back to Stein uh, and he's 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 trying to resist his mental conditioning. He's, he's trying to think positive, essentially. Uh, <laughs> and uh, deciding to uh, blow up the, the ship because unlike the Daleks, he's smart, and he figures out that that'll kill most of the Daleks on the ship, as if he blows up the ship. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we, we cut to uh, Turlo and uh, Tegan, who are back down on Earth from the, the TARDIS, and they sneak out into the warehouse. They get some, they get some cylinders, which is, like, the most they've done. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's... but also, it kind of becomes pointless because the doctor uses the cylinders in the same room, so he could have just gotten the cylinders later on from the same room. So yeah, the only contribution yeah. is pointless they, in the they, end. They made they made the doctor have to walk less than a hundred steps. That's <laughs> that's what they did. Like, <laughs> but we uh we see Davros handing off the virus pods to his soldiers and telling them to uh basically kill the other Daleks by releasing the virus on their ship which is, is fun I enjoy how everybody's currently trying to kill everyone else like <laughs> yeah it's good stuff <laughs> and then we cut to my favorite scene in terms of how bad it is <laughs> uh, yeah there are the the clone troopers from before are on Earth and they meet Davros's Daleks and basically they have to try and kill Davros's Daleks and they have no hope in hell of doing it. Uh, so the guard sees Davros's Daleks. He turns around and says, "Davros's Daleks must be destroyed." And then the Dalek <laughs> has a very long line. And then it cuts back to the guards and one of them lo is looking the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's like, they, one of them shouts now, and then they back up, and, and they don't take cover at all. It's very awkwardly yeah. staged. I mean, they, yeah, just... they, they have lots of pillars and things they could hide behind, but they stand out in the open and just get shot by the Daleks. Like, they, they do nothing when the Daleks are speaking. I'm like, do, do you notice one of them is just looking the wrong way? <laughs> yeah. Even though he saw the Daleks before. Yeah. And uh, a, a Dalek straight up shoots a guy in the dick. 
did you catch that? At a, uh, around 34 minutes, a Dalek comes and flanks the soldiers, yeah. getting them from behind. A soldier <laughs> turns around and gets shot in the dick. <laughs> like... He also forgot to add the special effects with the Daleks' lasers. Yeah, uh, and for the first scene, there's no special effects until the Dalek comes. And then they made sure to add the special effect where you see the laser hit the guy in the dick. That's the important effect that they needed to add. Also, the camera is becoming distorted with the technology. I think it's like the guns we're using is distorting the camera at one point. Did you notice that? I didn't. I didn't notice that. Although a thing that I really like... Uh, because it's like on film and it's a cheap, it's an old camera and just because of the process of developing the film whenever someone uses the laser gun and the light bulb flashes on it, if they then move the laser gun, you see like a bleeding effect on the light as it burns into the film. It's uh, not even film, it's videotape. Oh, even better. <laughs> like I think some of the outside scenes are shot in film, but all the indoor scenes are just videotape. Ooh. But yeah, if you go to like 34 minutes in, there's like vertical lines all over the screen when the guards start shooting. Oh wow, yeah, there is, isn't there? Yeah, it's like some damaged uh, tape. Yeah, don't know what happened there. It must have been something in the editing process is my only guess, or an issue with the camera. But yeah. do do uh, we then cut to uh, Turlo and Tegan, oh, who are... Be before arguing. we go there, before we go there, it's like a Dalek that sneaks up right behind some guards. Like, they don't... Yeah, and shoots him in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of them screams very awkwardly. Yeah, it's not a very well-put-together scene. It's, I don't think any of the action scenes in this are really well-put-together at all. Like the My God. Uh, the best scene in it is when it is just you know the Doctor and Davros talking. I think yeah. that's where I think that's when Classic Who gets really good. It's when just people are talking. Same reason why like Star Trek and stuff's really good is when you have two characters talking about morals and their motivations and things like that. It's incredibly com more compelling than watching people poorly play act fighting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but we cut to uh, Tegan and uh, Turlo as they're looking at the gas canisters and deciding how much they need to take. Uh, Turlo says only one should be enough. Tegan goes, no, we should take another. And then the Turlo sits down in a strop and Tegan's like, fine. <laughs> and she just grabs one and they leave. <laughs> like, you could, you could definitely take two or it's two people. You could take four, yeah. carry each in one hand. Yeah, like, <laughs> like one and will not cover. Heavy. There's established like, they're not heavy. Turlo's just lazy. Carrying one will only affect one room. Like, what if you run into or Daleks in multiple rooms? You need. <laughs> yeah, it's more efficient that way. <laughs> yeah, but we we cut back to Stein, who's who's making his way into the uh, the uh, the self-destruct room. He's he's trying to figure out how to sneak past the guards. And we then quickly again cut away to the, the Daleks and some stormtroopers. Uh, as the... Uh, uh, as Lytton teleports down onto Earth finally to hunt down Davros's Daleks. Uh, and, and smartly, this time, uh, he shouts, take cover. If only the other soldiers thought of that. 
What a tactical genius Lytton is. And then, and then a soldier starts dying and he makes an awkward, like, I don't know what he would describe it as. Like, it's um, <laughs> 35 minutes in? Did yeah, you hear it? Uh, yeah, he, he goes, goes like, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's such an odd noise to make when you're dying. Yeah, there's no effect on him again when he gets shot by the Dalek. You should add it in the episode, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and his arms go up and he makes a big O face as he goes <laughs> and uh, 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 collapses dead uh, but then we get even more Daleks going down, see the Daleks big mistake here is plays to Turlo's laziness is the Daleks are sending basically all the Daleks down to the one location uh, so, so Turlo only really needs one gas canister to kill them all also, uh, the Daleks lively announce their plans while the Doctor is hiding not very well. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's very like much just... in view of the Daleks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is the the Doctor grabs two things? I, I think they're I think they're bombs or like ah. magnetized bombs because he ends up sticking them to the Daleks and then they just start just being destroyed. Uh, see, the Daleks' mistake was just leaving those around the ship. Uh, they, do, they, do, <laughs> they, do, they do like they do look like big chunky chocolate bars. They do. do you know they what do I mean? Look like, like, yeah, yeah, I understand that completely. It, it's like the it's like the chip from Terminator Two. It looks like a chocolate bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, I get you. Uh, <laughs> and the uh, the Dalek exterminates the nerdy guy that was Davros's best friend. Uh, <laughs> the guy that was working on the experiment uh, a Dalek exterminates him dead and also manages to double shot a, a security guard at the same time. These Daleks are really good at trick shots. They always end up get killing two or three people with one laser yeah <laughs> uh, but we we then cut to another action scene where we see the Daleks shooting at the stormtroopers and there's just no effects again. It's just you're just yeah. watching people scream and lie down. It's so weird they, yeah they just fall over like I guess we ran out of time to edit the episode or something. <laughs> yeah, they must have, but it's very it makes it very silly because sometimes the Daleks the effects in like the effect for the Dalek was in the previous shot and then it's yeah. not in this one. It's it's very strange. Uh but we see Lytton who 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 did the smart move up because the Daleks were pretending to shoot as he pretended to die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh and we then cut to Stein, who manages to kill the two security guards, m resisting his mental uh, uh, brainwashing. And he walks into the he walks into the the self destruct room and poses like Superman. <laughs> he does. He, he just puts his hands on his hips <laughs> and smiles weirdly. It's very strange. <laughs> uh, but even more Daleks teleport down to the warehouse, and they start. Uh, chatting with the other Daleks about what, what's happening. And the Daleks are like, there's just a lot of fighting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Daleks are against the Daleks now, which is always great stuff. I love that when it, the Daleks just shoot other Daleks. Like uh, in Victory of the Daleks, when the Teletubby Daleks shoot the Russell T. Davis Daleks. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's. I think it's always fun when... Doctor Who villains end up fighting other Doctor Who villains. 
you know, be it Dalek against Dalek. I really like it in like Doomsday, you know, when it's Dalek against Cyberman. Yeah. Uh, I, and I think I love how cocky the Daleks are when they meet the Cyberman. <laughs> like, uh, I think it's like the line uh, in that episode, which I'm sure we'll cover it someday. But uh, the Cybermen's like, there's four million Cybermen and only four Daleks. You think you can defeat us with just four? And the Daleks are like, no, we could, could defeat you with one Dalek. <laughs> like... <laughs> and they also say, we are pest control. <laughs> yeah. Which is a great yeah. line. <laughs> uh, but this is the scene where the Daleks start arguing with... Uh, who's the real ruler of the Daleks? Is it Davros or is it the Supreme Dalek? Some of them think it's Davros. Some of them thinks it's the Supreme Dalek. The practical effects of the Daleks being destroyed by the other Daleks look really good. Yeah, they really enjoyed blowing up Daleks in this two-parter. It's... I, I, don't, I don't blame them. Again, it's it's getting rid of old, plop, uh, old props. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's it's very good. The, then the doctor teleports down during all this gunfire, and we quickly cut away before we see him do anything. Uh, to Lytton, who's having a again another moral crisis as he's trying to resist his brain, trying to find the strength to destroy the ship, uh, and blow everybody up on board. Uh, the doctor hides behind a box like the smart tactician that he is, as he's hiding behind all this gunfire. I say gunfire, laser fire, really. There's no effects again. There's a shot where we're looking at a Dalek, and it we hear the sound effect, and we're looking right at its uh, whisk, where it fires the laser. So it's like, this should, we should be seeing a laser right now. Maybe we, it's we, not we the don't. Dalek who's shooting. I don't know. It's very much framed like it's the Dalek that's shooting. The it, it, it also <laughs> moves very awkwardly, like... Yeah. Very slowly, very wobbly... <laughs> Just enough time for the doctor to stick the chocolate bar bomb onto its chest. Without it noticing? Because, yeah. uh, again, it has very limited vision. Yeah, uh, the doctor successfully blows up the Dalek and continues to move around, sticking bombs onto Daleks, blowing them up. He, he, he slides one across the floor very fast. And, you know, why didn't he just do that to begin with? Uh, why why try to stick it onto one Dalek when you can just throw it into the middle of the room and try and hit multiple? But whatever. Uh, we then cut to uh, Litten lying down, and I think it's a very nicely framed shot. Yeah. Uh, where we see the we see the Dalek explode from the Doctor's bomb. We see Litten in front of the frame, and when I was watching this, I forgot that it was Litten and that Litten was pretending to be dead because you can just see him breathing. And I was like, oh, that extra fucked up. But uh, no, he, he, yeah. he, wakes up, he, he wakes up and he turns to shoot the doctor. The extra and, uh, fucked the, up by breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he goes to shoot the, the doctor and the doctor runs out into the next room. And we, we, then, we then cut to uh, Turlo and uh, Tegan. And the doctor just casually walks into the TARDIS. As if he didn't just run away in the next scene. He just walks in. <laughs> like... Uh, and I, I, though I did love this scene where he uh, he sees that Turlo and Tegan have taken the gas canister. He walks in from all this gunfire. He just points it and goes, well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how just, like earlier when he was like, why are you just standing there? Do something. He's very <laughs> particular yeah, in the way he's speaking. he is with it. Yeah, yeah. He, he, like, he, he expects them 
at this point to know what they're supposed to be doing and to just get on with it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the doctor says that the virus is only going to kill the Daleks and that it will white it will basically destroy itself once all the Daleks are dead, which is some pretty uh, brave thinking. You know, is it a virus that's not going to mutate? Is it not going to jump the species barrier? Hmm. Uh, it's a big gamble the doctor's playing, yeah. but I guess it—I guess it works out. Daleks are technically kind of human. They're the Khalids were humanoids. I'm not yeah. sure what in the Daleks. I'm not sure how much the Dalek DNA changed. Like, apparently enough that only a virus will affect them. This would be very weird in New Who, though. Just, just a virus to destroy the Daleks. Like, yeah, yeah. Because the Daleks are s overpowered now, aren't they? I, 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 they're definitely st more strong now than they used to be. But I think that adds to them being a threat. The issue with the Daleks now is I don't think it's ever scary or threatening when there's like a billion Daleks attacking the Earth or a billion Daleks in this big fight. It's way more intimidating when there's one Dalek, you know? Uh, Daleks, to me, have lost their threat because every year they show up and every year they get destroyed easily. Yeah, but, uh, if you know, I, I would rather have one Dalek in a really serious, quiet episode uh, rather than, like, you know, there's an army of Daleks hiding behind the moon and they've captured the Earth and Good. now they're flooding everywhere. Good point. I think Dalek is probably one of the best Dalek episodes alone. Mm -hmm. Into the Dalek? I remember that being okay. Nah. Where the Doctor shrinks down and goes into a Dalek. It's a, it's a fun concept. I, I, I only remember Don't Be Lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> we, we cut to Davros, who uh, checks his escape hatch, which I thought was very funny. Why doesn't he just escape right now? Uh, he opens the door to the escape hatch and then closes it again. Yeah, it's very awkwardly staged again. <laughs> yeah, but he he, he, act, he activates he opens one of the poisons. It, yeah. He yeah, opens, he opens it, it and <laughs> immediately closes it. Yeah, and then turns around and grabs the poison, tur uh, the the like the the virus even uh, activates the pod that it's in and just kind of lobs it over to some Daleks. Uh, the Daleks breaking through the door is again a great effect. Yeah, and yeah. Anything that's explosion related is fantastic in here. And the the Daleks burst in to exterminate Davros, and uh, Davros is like, you know, you should. He's he's basically playing for time to try and get the virus to affect the Daleks before they shoot him. What do you think of the virus effect? It looks like something dirty. <laughs> <laughs> See for me, I didn't I didn't think of it as dirty. I thought of it as just like shaving foam coming out. But yeah, it does look like all the Daleks start jizzing uncontrollably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it is actually foam. That's what they actually used. Which uh, I don't know how to feel about it. It's it's very it's, of its time. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's not an effect you could get away with away with nowadays. Uh, without adding, I think, I don't know, maybe some goop to it, make it a bit yeah. look less foamy and a bit you more would, grotesque. You would need, like, uh, like, green goo coming out to represent, like, blood or something. Mm. Like, that would have been yeah. more interesting. Yeah. Uh, but we cut back to the doctor uh, fiddling with the virus tube. 
he he turns on tells them to open the door they open the door and he walks out very casually and this is where we see him sneak and uh place the virus behind the daleks and during their big during their big fight uh and you know there's very little danger for the doctor here the, the daleks are not concerned with him at all yeah because they're too busy shooting each other which is a great little bit mm-hmm. the doctor places the virus uh Lytton goes to shoot him and the doctor just ducks into the tardis the doctor is fantastic at dodging Lytton's uh, gunfire uh, <laughs> he's a pro <laughs> Uh, but we then see the the Daleks starting to get all foamy and and dying, and then there's a great line where Lytton is looking at the Daleks and he's got a stormtrooper beside him. He goes, "They're dying, and so are you." <laughs> <laughs> and he then shoots the uh, stormtrooper, and then he escapes. Yeah, we see him holding a police hat. Where did he get the police hat? Uh, he was a, he was one of the police officers at the very beginning, so. He... But has so he just yeah. been carrying it with him this whole time? I presume it's just been in his jumpsuit, whatever that is. <laughs> it's like a very yeah. futuristic outfit. Yeah, but he, he's got a police hat. And we then cut to the self-destruct room as uh, uh, Stein says that he needs to rest. He have to be, I don't know why he decides he needs to rest. Why not just blow up the ship? Whatever. Yeah, he he's taken a rest right before he commits suicide. Basically, it's yeah, it's it's very, very strange. strange. We, the effects of the broken down Daleks do, do look good for. Yeah, they look like kind of melted and gross. Uh, and we then see Davros, who's about to go use his escape room, which he double checked the door was working, uh, and then <laughs> uh, and and then the virus starts to take place on him. And, and he says that he's not a Dalek as uh, foam and stuff starts spraying out of him as he as he uh, quote-unquote dies. But of course Davros lives. Yeah, of course he does. He always does. Terry Na- he was supposed to die here, but Terry Nation, the creator of the Daleks and Davros, was against it. So it was changed last minute. Hmm. But he, 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 he kind of does die, but obviously not he does come back <laughs> yeah doctor who has an issue that i think you know you find a lot in most big tv shows say like dragon ball or things like that where they have these big villains that are so good but then when they beat the villain and they kill it they're like oh we now don't have that villain yeah. let's just bring him back let's just find a way to bring him back uh we we then see all the daleks starting to slowly die and screaming and agonizing pain essentially as the doctor and uh, Tegan watch on the security footage. A nice little thing here is we see uh, Tegan isn't actually looking at the footage. She's looking really uncomfortable and staring down at the console. Off the also, also, the Daleks speaking gibberish reminds me of uh, uh, Asylum of the Daleks where the Daleks start asking Rory for eggs. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. <laughs> 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 <clears throat> but then the uh, Supreme Dalek confronts the Doctor uh, somehow, I guess he just skypes in. I guess he's got the doctor's uh, <laughs> Discord, and he calls in. And then five minutes left of the episode, he's like, "Oh, we've still got duplicates on Earth." Yeah, I was watching this. I was like, "God, they're not continuing with more story, are they?" But uh, the doctor kind of shrugs it off, as in, like, "Oh, they'll break their mental conditioning. Nothing to worry about." Yeah, but <laughs> like, it's like it's like when a Jedi controls somebody. A weak-minded person could easily be controlled. Yeah. 
And so you can't yeah. just have faith that the conditioning will break because Stein broke it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very lazy on the doctor's half. And you know, Stein didn't break it immediately. He had captured the doctor and was running experiments on him beforehand. Like, yeah, it's very out of nowhere. It didn't need to be there. It's. <laughs> I, I feel like it's a thing where they were getting to the end of the episode and then they went, oh god, we've still got all these duplicates on Earth. How do we fix that? Like, we don't have time to get around that story. What do we do? And then later on, uh, Turlow's like, let's just warn the Earth's authorities. I mean, it's like, what if the Earth's authorities are duplicates? <laughs> they are. We see the police are the duplicates throughout the episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's very silly. Uh, and then we see Daleks confronting Stein in the self-destruct room, uh, and they, uh, they 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 shoot they, they, they shoot Stein, and well, I I, I kind of liked how he died, uh, where you see he's got a big grin on his face as he collapses onto the self-destruct and blows everyone up. I I just wish it wasn't in slow motion because there is a huge lack of frames here. Yeah, it's 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 a bit silly. But then we get a, a quite nice-looking explosion where they're blowing up the model spaceships. Oh yeah, uh, all the all the practical effects are really nice. Yeah, and uh, the Doctor's watching that explosion as well. He loves watching the everyone die from the safety <laughs> of his TARDIS right now. It, it it is a lot like the end of Earthshock, where Adric stays behind to cause the explosion of the Cyberman ship. Hmm. Which you haven't seen, so <laughs> we will uh, cover it one day. Yeah, we then we we cut to uh, Lytton walking down the street as a police officer. He's then joined by two other police officers, and they continue to walk. I really like this scene; it's very ominous. Like uh, it leaves that sinister tone of, "Oh, they didn't really fix everything, did they?" Because he got away. Yeah, it definitely does. It's very sinister. Given time, the duplicates will be free of Dalek control. But how much time are we talking about? <laughs> like, somebody could break free from their conditioning like 20 years down the line, and the, the damage will have already been done. Yeah, uh, but I think also the blocking here is very weird. The Doctor and uh, Turlow and uh, Tegan have walked out of the TARDIS to, I guess, look at the destruction that they already looked at. Uh, and they're like, oh, we should inform the, uh, the authorities about this. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, smart. And then the doctor's like, well, back into the TARDIS, everybody. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how are we going to inform the informities in the TARDIS? <laughs> it's a phone box. <laughs> uh, but this is where Tegan says that she's not coming with the doctor. And the doctor's like, oh, gosh, what? And I, I uh, on the first time I watched this, I thought the scene was kind of underwhelming. And it kind of came out of nowhere, but rewatching it, I I actually enjoyed it a lot more. And I thought that uh, Tegan's performance and her reasoning was really sound. Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite understated Doctor Who companion exits. It's kind of out of nowhere, but it works for the episode. Yeah, uh, and uh, as we said earlier, it really causes the Doctor to reflect on himself. Where, because Tegan's like, so many people died. This was absolutely horrible. And, uh, you know, it's like, I think she says, like, my gran or my mom or something or my aunt. Her, her aunt, who was killed yeah. by the master. Yeah. Uh, she says that her aunt told her when she became a, was it, air stewardess or something? Yeah. 
to when it stops being fun, just stop doing it. And that's traveling with the doctors no longer become fun. It's become, you know, traumatizing. Uh, <laughs> she saw an old man just get shot for doing nothing. That's gotta yeah. be something. In this scene where the doctor's saying goodbye to Tegan, she offers him a handshake as a way of goodbye, which I think is nice enough. But if you, in, in the, 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 the two shot that we've got of them, Turlo's just kind of like lurking in the shadows like some sort of monster (laughs) (laughs) i I do love peter davison trying to overcome his emotions of losing one of his friends it's a great understated moment where he just he looks defeated and he's just like i've got to carry on yeah uh yeah peter davison's again his performance in this episode is one it's way better than it was in the last episode and as you said, it's pr- it's like his best performance as the Doctor. I think he's absolutely fantastic in it. And then the Doctor it. and Turlo leave, and Tegan says, Braveheart Tegan, which is a reference to what the Doctor tells her when she first joined the show. Ah. Um, it's, also re- I... it's also referenced in the Matt Smith episode. Um, Matt Smith casually just throws a line saying, he once dealt with an Australian desperate to get on her flight back home. And then he turns and then he turns to Clara and he's like, Braveheart, Clara. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's fun. Uh but yeah, we, we cut to the Tegan saying that and then she says she's gonna miss you, Doctor. She starts to cry and then the theme song kicks in, baby. It's the end of the episode. What she a va- note to end it on. She very unfortunately accidentally removes her bandage at the very end to yeah, reveal what she's to reveal there's no blood underneath yeah uh, but, it's uh, a very it's a very unfortunate shot to end on i think yeah but i think it's it's a very sad note to end the episode on as well which is why i find it so shocking because this isn't the end of the season there's still like one or two stories left in this season and it's such a downer if like the companion's gone goodbye Oh yeah, and then the next episode sees Turlo leaving, and then the following episode I think sees uh, Peter Davison leaving. So (laughs) yeah, there's a yeah, there's a lot of a lot of leaving coming in. It's weird that the uh, the Doctor regenerated and the the season continued. Um, You know, it wasn't yeah, it wasn't the end of the season. I do, I do like I do like that though. The episode itself isn't good because the Doctor spends most of his time trying to kill Perry, his companion, because <laughs> he's just gone insane. I I do like that. It gives you a little taster of who the next Doctor is going to be before you next before you have to wait a year to see the next mm-hmm. episode. Also, um, William Hartnell left like six eight episodes into season four. So that's another season where two doctors star. Yeah. Just leaving halfway through a show. It'd be very interesting if Modern Who did that. I I would really like it, yeah. I would really like it if they managed to keep it under wraps, which is like almost impossible. But if like just on like episode five of the season, the doctor suddenly regenerates and the rest of the season's with a new doctor and no one knew it was coming. I uh, remember like, when uh, David Tennant started regenerating at the end, what is it, the Journey's End? Or the, the episode before Journey's End, he started regenerating. And I was like, holy shit, is he regenerating now? 
Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you remember that week in 2008 just thinking, is the Doctor going to still be played by David Tennant? <laughs> that week was wild. Yeah, it, and it was much better than when they announced the special The Next Doctor. <laughs> uh, and you're like, oh, th- this guy's going to be the next... Because that, that's a really fun way of introducing the next doctor is having the doctor that's about to regenerate into him have an adventure with him before we've even met but no it's a fake out he's not really the doctor the closest they've done to doing something like that is when peter capaldi briefly appears in the day of the doctor one of the best moments in that uh film it's so good the cinema i was at just went wild it was so good all 12 of them? No, sir. All 13. It's such a <sighs> fucking good line. It's so good. <laughs> but yes, that brings us to the end of the episode. And, and what are your thoughts on it, Scott? That was a long one. <laughs> this part two is going to be like two and a half hours long. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the first half wasn't the best, but the second half on multiple viewings certainly picked up a lot. I really like Peter Davison's performance. And the only reason why we've done this episode is because it's been 40 years since Peter Davison joined the role. And I think looking at his best acting performance in the show is a good way to celebrate him. And he's an underrated Doctor for sure. He's not one that goes out on the top of my list, but he's, he's definitely worthy of being the Doctor. I mean, he had massive shoes to fill, though, didn't he? You know, he's yeah. following hes following the fourth Doctor, the longest Doctor there's ever been, one of the most popular Doctors, the most iconic, you know? Even when you see images of the Doctor now, it's still that fucking scarf, you know? He had some impossible shoes to fill. Certainly, yeah. And, and uh, my, my thoughts on it, yeah, I think part one is definitely kind of rough. Uh, part two is a lot better. The pacing is all over the place. There's a lot of really silly, dumb moments in it. But Peter Davidson and Davros, they shine above everyone else. And they make it worth watching. I think it's very, very good for that. Especially on a second viewing uh, for that second part. I thought it, I enjoyed it so much. I don't, I don't think it's Doctor Who unless you have silly moments like that. It's very <laughs> of its time. Yeah. it's 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 very 1980s but uh that that brings us to the end of the episode finally congratulations (laughs) if you've made it this far next week we're doing the demons starring uh starring john pertwee so we're that's a way to celebrate the master's 50th anniversary uh the chances that's going to be another two-parter 100% because I've scheduled it as two parts (laughs) Uh, so yeah look forward to that you can find us anywhere you get good podcasts we're available on YouTube we're available audio form everywhere you can follow us on Facebook uh, at who watches who on Twitter at watches doctor you can find me at cloth223 and on twitch at twitch.tv slash something something orange and also you can find my comedy stuff at youtube.com slash mess youtube i do a lot of stuff apparently uh <laughs> you, you uh, really do yeah. how do you have the time i yeah god knows don't make a lot of money uh, <laughs> uh, and what about you scott you can email us at who watches who pod at gmail.com just anything you want to talk about related to Doctor Who, we'll answer it at our end of month uh, news show, so send your emails away, we're desperate for emails 
<laughs> yeah, but uh, other than that, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.